Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. You have once again found The Horror Returns. And for all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. We include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn us off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic films, so there will always be spoilers when discussing anything that has been out for at least a year. And tonight, you're going to get a lot of that, because we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, we, we had the idea to review a, a new film called Colossal. Which looks super cool. Which looks really cool. One little problem. It only releases in, I think, New York and L.A. this weekend. Yeah, so even if we'd have watched it, nobody else would have. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to... We're going to make a little bit of a change here. Uh, we've, we've been asked by some of our listeners to do more top ten lists. And uh, we have put together a top ten list. Uh, Philip, what are we doing this week? Uh, top ten underrated horror movies. Top ten underrated. And uh, Brian, was that your idea? Yes, sir. What uh, What did you have in mind when you came up with this list? Um. I, I, I forgot what movie I was talking about with my wife. Uh, oh, I recently purchased. Um, I'm not going to bring it up because it's on my list, but I purchased a movie that I watched as a kid, and I just felt like it was a very underrated movie, and it's a good introduction to uh, for kids in the horror movies. And um, it was right around the time when uh, we found out that Colossal was not available, so I just kind of. Right. Thought maybe we should just throw together a list of movies that you know personally we think is underrated and a lot more people should check out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, next time we should totally do overrated movies. That would be fun. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, we'll definitely schedule an o- an overrated show then the next time we have a. I don't think we're gonna have too many more gaps though. Yeah. Moving forward not. with summer coming up. <laughs> we got a lot so, of stuff coming out. I think the plan, Brian, uh, is is our plan to go ahead and cover Colossal in two weeks when it has more of a major release. I hope so. Um, if we yeah, can it, it then. <laughs> yeah, if it's yeah. Uh, if it gets a little bit uh, of a wider release. Okay. And what are we? Uh, what are we? We're back on back on track next week with a regular show, right? Yes, sir. 
And what, Definitely. What's that going to be? The Fate of the Furious. Oh. And I believe we are doing Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Nice. Okay. That's I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that was next week. I'm excited awesome. about it. Awesome. And I think we may have a guest on uh, Art from Cali. Oh. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he's been... Uh, He's been he's been long overdue to come on the show. He's been a been a loyal listener since the very first show. So mm-hmm. definitely excited to have him on. Um, the other thing we are going to do from time to time, just as a warning, uh, any new listeners we have. I know I know we picked up a couple of new listeners over the last two days, which is awesome. Um, but we will, <laughs> we may, we will, we will use some four letter words. Oh yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> guaranteed sorry guys yeah it's a horror podcast horror movies do tend to be r-rated at least yeah. the good ones right there you go so uh i'm lance and with me as always are my co-hosts brian and philip uh you guys doing good yeah we're, i'm doing great yeah making it so we'll uh we'll see how this goes man it's gonna be a little bit of a different show we're also gonna do a recap of uh walking dead season seven Awesome. Can be the other thing we're going to cover tonight. And I, I think we're we're all caught up on that finally. So, uh, Brian, you may have a lot to say, man. You watched what fifteen episodes in like a week or something? Uh, in two days. Wow, I believe it was. <laughs> Dude, you've been walking, talking, breathing, shitting, Megan <laughs> the whole time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and you liked it. <laughs> you said thank you. <laughs> Service. Be of service. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys want to start out with Cool of the Week? Yeah, let's do that. All right. My Cool of the Week, again, because I'm on this Game of Thrones binge, is Game of Thrones. Uh, one episode in particular uh, in Season 5 when Jon Snow and the Wildling dude go out past the wall to recruit the Wildling army. Right. And uh, the army of the dead comes in. Oh, that is fucking hard home is the name of the episode. It takes up the entire episode and it's like a little horror movie watching that and it's done so well. Man, I love that show, I'm telling you. It is that's that's probably the best episode I've seen so far. Like I watched it what I'll get into The Walking Dead later, but I watched it and I was like, Why can't we be here right now? (laughs) Because it got me excited. Yeah, that uh, that episode you're talking about is called Hard Home. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the, the it's almost like uh, the the final half hour is all just one big battle. Yeah, almost, it really was almost a continuous shot with a right? bunch of zombies. And then the way that they ended it was so awesome because everybody yeah. just suddenly stands back up, and it's real somber after all this chaos has been going on. It right. was uh, it was done really well. Yeah, you remember that one, Brian? Oh yeah. Probably my favorite episode, I think. What did What did you check out, Brian? Oh, uh, I checked out a couple things. I'm still recovering from uh, WrestleMania weekend. Ah, was that your cool of the week? Um, it wasn't the best WrestleMania, but I'm I'm glad I watched it. It was you know the last match of the Undertaker. Yeah, you know ah. he officially he officially retired. And right. then Romo, the great ones are going no down. No Romo. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 guy will be okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my uh, cool of the week, um, I finally checked out uh the Devil's Candy. Ah, I've okay. heard some pretty good stuff uh, about that. 
Yes, this stars uh, Ethan Embray, uh, Pruitt, Taylor, Vince, which a lot of people might know him from, like, Constantine and uh, Identity. He's the the guy with the eyes. The guy with the eyes? That's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, okay, you guys seen Identity. The one with John Cusack? Yes. Uh, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the bald guy that was uh, the mental patient. Uh, you're you're losing pretty, me, man. Anyway. You're losing me. <laughs> okay, if, if you guys Google him and you see his face, you'll be like, that guy. That guy's oh, been in a lot of movies. Oh, that guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not, I'm not going to give too much away about this movie. I think people should just check it out. Um, right. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked the act, uh, acting. I want to point out the, the actress that played the daughter. Um, I looked it up. Uh, Kiara Glasgow. Okay. I thought she was great in this movie. Yeah. She, she just really, you can believe that she was just really terrified of things that was happening in this movie. And um, the director, uh, Sean Byrne, actually uh, directed a movie that is on my top ten list for tonight. So we'll talk about that later. And um, yeah, uh, other than Walking Dead, because Walking Dead took up a lot of my time, so... Yeah, that was the only movie I checked out this week was The Devil's Candy, and I uh, recommend it. All right, cool. So it gets a it gets a thumbs up, huh? Yes, it does. Yeah, my cool of the week is a uh, a sci fi show that's uh, that's back on the Sci Fi Channel. As, as far as I'm concerned, it's the second great uh, TV show on the Sci Fi Channel after Battlestar Galactica, and it's called The Expanse. Have you guys checked this out? Uh, it's on my list to check out i believe the first season's on netflix uh i I believe so i think the first season was like 10 episodes i think the second one is also 10 episodes and um i was kind of holding off watching them because i i intended to to binge watch them so i'm i'm like two two episodes in it's one of those series where it's told from three different points of view so you've got um you get you guys are familiar with uh with the actor uh thomas jane Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he plays a kind of a washed up uh cop. And uh he's he work he works on his beat is on like one of the what they call it the belter colonies where it's like in the asteroid belt and they send people out there to, you know, kind of mine for precious metals and things like that because they pretty much sucked up all the resources out of Earth. Uh so he's one of the three main characters and then you got a guy that's uh he he ends up sort of becoming the captain of a um, uh, of of a ship that's out there where him and his crew see some things happen that they weren't supposed to see, and then the third the third uh, point of view is is a uh, lady who's actually she actually runs the new um, uh, United Nations right Oh yeah okay I think they actually even call it the United Nations mm-hmm. but it's sort of like a mixture between the United Nations and Star Trek's uh, Federation basically you've got Earth Mars and the Belt. How anyway, are, it's how are the effects? Uh, the effects are, are not too bad yeah. for TV. Yeah, for Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, not too. It's it's definitely not like a cheesy, yeah, that's you know, what like I'm an asylum with. type yeah. thing. That's it's closer to Battlestar Galactica, but it's yeah, yeah it it's definitely a good show. It's worth watching. So you guys ready to move on? Move on to some headlines. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Okay, we're gonna start out with some upcoming Blu-ray and DVD picks. A um, couple of movies that uh, we gave a. Uh, a lot of praise to uh, Get Out is coming digitally March 9th and on May 20 I mean sorry May May 9th 
and on Blu-ray and DVD May 23rd. And those are going to have uh, a lot of bonus features and an alternate ending that oh. I'm very interested in checking out. Cool. Alternate ending? What yes. Could, what could that be? I don't know, but it's cool. Um, when a movie like that has an alternate ending, right? it ought to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think I read it might have had a uh, maybe a darker, not so uh, happy ending. Okay. So. Hmm. So definitely want to check that out. And also, uh, John Wick Chapter 2 is going to be on Blu-ray and DVD and digital uh, June 13th. Damn. Nice. Already, huh? Yes. Seemed like only yesterday. I know. Dude. It's a kick-ass movie. <laughs> yeah. Go buy it. It's awesome. Okay. Our first headline is Sam Jackson has joined the cast of Simon West's The Blob Remake. Another Blob Remake? Sign yeah, up. are Sign you serious? Samuel Jackson's in it. I'll watch it. Which uh, I don't know who Sam Jackson. I mean, I have an idea. He'll probably play some kind of scientist or military guy or something. <laughs> Most likely a military guy. Somebody okay. who yells a lot. <laughs> but uh, Simon West doing it is kind of interesting because he's known for movies like Con Air and uh, Tomb Raider and the Mechanic and things like that. Uh huh. So it's uh. Kind of interesting where where he he's gonna take this. Hmm. Well, so I don't you, know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm reserving judgment. I don't see it anywhere here on uh, IMDb. Yeah, it's just, it just recent recently announced. Uh, so uh, faster than IMDb. He's in he's in every <laughs> he's in everything else coming out in the next year. Oh, he's in everything. I just don't see him in that. <laughs> he's in a lot uh, of movies. <laughs> Uh, Universal Pictures has hired Aquaman writer Will Beale for The Creature of the Black Lagoon, uh, which is a part of the, the shared Universal Monsters universe. Oh, okay. Kind of holding my judgment on this because, of course, you know, we haven't even seen Aquaman yet. So Right. Or any of the Monsters movies. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Would, would, you, would you almost say you're kind of holding your breath? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> that was fucking horrible. All right, move on. Okay, uh, awesome. into some uh, really interesting news. Uh, Darren Aronofsky has announced his next film will be a psychological horror movie called Mother. That he will also That he will also write and produce. Huh. Okay. And it already has a cast, and this is a great cast right here. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Javier Bardem, Michelle nice. Pfeiffer, Dominic Gleeson, Ed Harris, and Kristen Wiig. Wow, dude. What the fuck? That's some all-stars. <laughs> that's, like... that's crazy, man. And yeah. it already has a release date of October 13th, 2017. Well, I imagine they probably ought to get started on it then. October huh? 13th. Is that a Friday the 13th? Um, it, Possibly. I uh, believe so. Wow. Unless Boy. it's one of those uh, releases that comes out on a Wednesday or something like that. Uh, that's probably Man, why you, it already has a release. You talk, you talk about all the planets aligning perfectly for that one, huh? Uh, let's let's hope. I'm very interested in it, so let's hope he can get it done by then. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Darren Aronofsky, has he ever done anything that's not been, you know, worth watching? Uh, not that I can think did, of. Did you guys like The Wrestler? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's done he's done a lot of good. Didn't he also do the Black Swan, or am I thinking of somebody else? Ah, uh, let me pull that up real quick. I believe he might have. Let's see here. 
Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardet. Wow, yeah, man, this is crazy. He has done, yes, he did, uh, he directed The Black Swan. He also did uh, Requiem for a Dream. For a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, hell yeah, I'll give it a, give it cool. a shot. Yeah, alright. Alright, so October 13th. Uh, we got more uh, casting news for Rampage. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan, Negan himself, <laughs> has also joined the cast. Well, they got some firepower Come behind on. what sounds like it's going to be a dumbass movie. But oh my man, god, man! I well, well, just wait for it. I bet you when they put out the preview, man, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I think we, it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a dumbass fun movie. Yeah. Can we not just go back and watch King Kong again? I mean, come on. Do we really need this? So are they going to have all three monsters, like the werewolf, uh, Lizzie, and the, the ape? You would think they Maybe. would. I mean, I, I mean, personally, my opinion, you have to. I mean, I, right. I, love, the, I love the game as a kid. Yeah. So well, this, I think you would. Maybe they're going to start their own universe. There can be another Brian, one. <laughs> Brian, this, this sounds like this is starting to become your next it. Remember you had it news every single oh, fucking yeah. week for like eight weeks well, in a row. And then now look, you've got rampage. Look news what every happened week. with the trailer when the it trailer came out. Okay, it was pretty okay. kick ass. <laughs> give, it a, give it a shot, man. Look, if the rock's in it, I'll, I'm going to give it a chance, no matter what. You know. Yeah, and it's the uh, um, what is the, the director that did uh, San Andreas? Those are two of my like. Uh, man didn't he also do? Uh, <laughs> did, didn't he also do one of our one of our top? Our bottom five of last year. Oh, did, did he, he do that one with Alan or, or Aaron Eckhart in it? Oh, I can't gosh. even remember the fucking name of it. <laughs> Inconsolable, in, incorrigible, it, or what was it called? Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. Isn't that right. the same director? Or am I thinking of? I mean, come on, man. Oh, uh, let me pull it. I up. guess. I guess we got to give him a chance, huh? Decent though. Brad Payton, right? Oh yeah, that yeah Brad, that guy. Brad Payton. I mean, I'll give him the benefit uh, yes, of the doubt. He, that was him. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He made, in, at least in my opinion, he made it the movie fun, San Andreas. You know, basically it's the rock right. fighting earthquakes and trying to save his family. And I didn't. I went into it not expecting a lot, and I thought it was a, right. a pretty fun movie. So, Well, bear in mind, he also directed... Uh, Cats and Dogs 2, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. What? All right, I'm watching it. <laughs> Sign me up right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let's move on to some other news. Um, <laughs> are you guys familiar with the, the Soska sisters? Yes. Yes, they are remaking David Cronenberg's Rabid. Oh. Okay. I'm so, uh I, I yes. mean, it's, yeah, they're, they're they've done a lot of good stuff. I mean, and that's some pretty good source material. So yeah, it's got to be got to be worth worth a watch for sure. Yeah, um, is, I've uh, pretty much liked everything they've done so far. Is is it going to be a direct remake, or is it just going to take the basic concept, or do you know? I think they're going to take the concept. I don't think it's going to be exact remake, <laughs> from what I understand. So <laughs> right. Oh man, we're looking at this picture on IMDb of Brad Payton. I swear the guy's cross-eyed. Go look, look at, at it. At it's, it's super funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, uh... he, he's like, he's like, you just made a movie called Incarnate. What are you gonna? Yeah, do? that that is not the best picture for IMDb <laughs> right there. <laughs> I bet he's mad. 
please take that shit down. It's not funny. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. You give us something better than Incarnate, and we'll consider taking it down. How about that? <laughs> All right. On to the next one. I'm probably going to mess up your name. Damien Butcher. Oh. But but cheer. He okay. was he was in the Hateful Eight. That's the movie I yeah. most recognize him he's, from. He's a pretty good actor. Yes, uh, he has been casted in uh, the Conjuring spinoff movie, The Nun. No shit. Is he going to be a priest, or do you know what his uh, role is going to be? Um, so far, he it's just said he's been casted. He's the only one that's been casted. Okay. Um, it's uh, the movie is slated for thir- uh, July thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. So. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, other than uh, it's being directed by Corin Hardy, there is not a lot of news about the nun. So I'm expecting since right. they just casted someone, we're going to get some more news here in the next coming weeks. Well, he's also in uh, Alien Covenant. Yes. Uh, and you said you did. You mentioned the Hateful Eight, correct? Yes. Um, okay. I believe he was in one of the Machete movies too. You, you know what? The role that I remember him for most was a. a Kind of a short-lived, I think it only was two seasons, TV show called The Bridge that was on FX. Mm. I've heard of that, yeah. It was really good, man. It took place at the uh, Texas-Mexico border. Mm -hmm. And it was was a play on, I think it was possibly a Dutch or a Norwegian production originally or something. Perhaps one of our international listeners will correct me on that, of of, uh, which country the original Bridge series was from. But it was was really well done. And, I mean, that was a great place to stage it, you know, right at the border between uh, Texas and Mexico. It's a really good show. He's a great actor. Yeah. A couple things I've seen him in, he was really good in. Yeah. So, um, interested to see uh, where they're going to – who are they going to get for this because – I don't think they want another Annabelle as far as the first one. Right. And yeah, uh, no, this I, I hope this goes in it well, I don't know. The Annabelle one looks pretty creepy too, but I hope this goes mm-hmm. in a super creepy direction. Because that uh right. like that mirror scene from the conjuring two. Yeah. That was, was awesome. so freaking creepy. I I'm I'm kinda psyched about this movie. Yeah. So uh July thirteenth, uh, next year is the release date. Another 13th release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have some Arnold news. Arnold. It is official. <laughs> it, is, it is official. He will not be in the new Predator movie. <laughs> and also some more bad news. Screenwriter Chris Morgan says Legend of Conan is dead. Oh, man, oh, that mean, one sounded super cool. You mean King Conan? Yeah, yeah. I think they changed it to The God Legend of Conan. It. That would have been cool. Well, I, I liked the premise. Okay. I, I like Arnold in it. I, I wanted to see that. So so let me ask you this. With those two pieces of news, do you guys think maybe there's something going on with Arnold that, that we're not being told about, like an illness or something possibly? Um, they said uh, Predator, he was going to reprise his role. I think they were talking right. about bringing the girl back that, okay. that survived uh, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, I thought uh, Conan was all a, uh, a go, so I, I don't too. know I what happened there for years. You know that dude's taking some stuff that is, I mean, whether you know steroids or, or something. 
I mean, these HGH supplements or whatever are still alive, and, and they haven't always been safe. <laughs> well, this so. leads into the third part of the news. He will be in another Terminator movie. Oh. Because uh, James Cameron is... Hmm. The, the movie uh, James Cameron's trying to do is a sequel to the second Terminator, and he wants okay. to end the franchise with that one. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, so, I'm all for that. So, How do you yeah, do so that? he will be a part of that one. You're just gonna make Arnold. I mean, well, I mean, there's time travel all throughout yeah, all the I guess Terminator true, mythos, but so they, I they mean, can do whatever they want. They made him look old in, uh, you know, the new one because he's old. Genesis, yeah, right. But I mean, how are they gonna fit another old Terminator into a series? I don't know. I guess we'll I don't see. know, but I'm I'm game. We'll I mean, find out. I guess they opened the door with Genesis. So. Yeah, <laughs> so they're gonna basically pull an X Man and say that everything after T two didn't happen. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Which is cool. A lot, of, a lot. I mean, that's that's probably what they should do. You know what? I didn't hate Genesis actually. I didn't either. I liked it. Yeah, I it didn't, wasn't uh, the worst. Um, I think what's her? Even though I love her, um, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, I love oh, her. Yeah, she's awesome. But I think she was miscasted in that movie. Right. Yeah, she wasn't as good as I wanted her to be, but I like her enough to to let it slide. All right, our last bit of news right here. Um, I think, uh, yeah, a few weeks ago we confirmed that director Dennis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, Villeneuve that guy. Close enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah arrived. Mark Chevalier could probably help us pronounce it. Yeah, the uh, director of Arrival and the upcoming Blade Runner. <laughs> um, he was confirmed to do the Dune remake, and now they have a screenwriter. It is Academy Award-winning screenwriter Eric Roth, who is known for doing Forrest Gump, Benjamin Button, and Munich. Wow. What? Yes. That seems like an odd choice. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm not a bad one. Yes, I mm. believe this is Eric Roth's first venture into sci-fi. So mm. Interesting. But, on the other hand, uh, uh, Dennis' um, arrival was amazing. So, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it it seems like an odd match or uh, an odd pair, but um, maybe it'll work. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, I've said before, I'm a fan of it. I know the original's not great, but there's a lot of stuff in there. If it could be done right, can be great. So, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, upon further retrospect guys i mean i'm i'm definitely willing to give it a try now you know you you remember my reaction the first time you mentioned it. i'm like another dune why you know mm-hmm. yeah but yeah maybe this will actually be dune done right the only problem is i don't know how they can do it in two hours that's um, my concern make it a trilogy that's what everything else is yeah, I i have heard nothing about it being a franchise or nothing so right I don't know. Maybe when <clears throat> everything comes together, maybe they'll have enough faith to make it a franchise. Hmm. But as far as right now, it just seems like a one-off movie. Yeah. Well, it it would be awesome to see to see a Dune film that's faithful to the book. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I was incredibly frustrated with the uh, with the the version that had Sting in it and Kyle McLaughlin and Captain Picard. Because they took that basically they took 250 pages of meat that's real important to the development of the character from the middle of the of the novel and just threw it away. Mm. They just glossed over it like it never happened. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a faithful retelling of the actual novel, but I just I don't know. I just I Hard guess we'll reserve judgment. I mean, they've definitely got the right uh, director for it. That's for sure. Huh? Well. 
Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, that is all the news we have. All right, so as with every show, it's time to take a little trip down to the trailer park. We take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Uh, Brian, what's our first new trailer this week? Our first one we're going to talk about is Slight, starring Jacob Lattimore, Seychelles, Gabrielle, and Dulé Hill, directed by J.D. Dillard. Dulé Hill? Okay, so my question is... Does this mean he's actually doing real magic? Is there something supernatural here, or is this just literally sleight of hand? Oh no, I think it's definitely it, supernatural. You, you do? You know what? That that is where it 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 catches me there. It pulls me in that mm-hmm. I want to watch it because it's being billed as uh, I believe uh, Chronicle meets yeah. Iron Man. Very. Okay. That's kind of what it looks like. It looks super that's cool, man. An odd combination. If he doesn't ha- actually like have, if he doesn't actually have powers, he is a very good magician for oh. such a young age. So yeah, right, <laughs> I think he does. I'm, like, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'll, I kind of liked it. It looks like it's a good small story. Yeah, it's not trying to be too overarching with too many concepts, and it's just more of like a personal story about him. And uh, he kind of gets in over his head a little bit, and. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 intrigued, guys. What do yeah, you guys think? Definitely. And that yeah. Dulé Hill from Psych <laughs> playing some <laughs> gangster thug, which is awesome because I love his character in Psych. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally I'm totally on board with this one. It looks really good. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. Uh, this will be coming April twenty eighth. Okay, our next one is Tonight She Comes, starting Adam Hartley, Frankie Ray, and Jenna McDonald, directed by Matt. Stewart's. I did not know what to think of this one, guys. Yeah, I don't know. Really it, weird. It could definitely go either way. I mean, it looks like it could be quirky cool, but when you take that route, man, sometimes it just ends up bad. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll save <laughs> it could, judgment it could go until I way. see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this interesting. I'm interested. It, yeah, it definitely does. It it looks like it can it can completely go one way or the other. Um, yeah. I'm hoping it goes it goes good. I mean, it looks interesting. It looks it looks really violent. Mm-hmm. It looks like there might be uh, a lot of humor in there too. Um, yeah, I, definitely. You know, I do enjoy uh, Cabin in the Wood movies. So, um, could not get an actual release date on this one. I think it previously was released like in the, the festival circuits and stuff like that. So, right. Um, I, when I get a release date, I will update everybody. And now into the two biggest trailers. Uh, first one we're going to start is The Mummy trailer number two, starring Tom Cruise, Sophia Batella, Annabelle Wallace, Javier Botet, Russell Crowe, and many others. Man. Uh, directed by Alex Kurtzman, who is known for the recent Star Trek movies, Spider-Man, and unfortunately Transformers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think about uh, the trailer? I, I thought it looked pretty good, man. It's This is definitely the longer one, so it kind of right. gives you the whole scenario of what the movie's about. I mean, it's like five effing minutes, so they just took the whole plot of the movie and shoved it in the trailer. Yeah. But uh, it it looks good, man. It's I'm totally interested in it. You, you know what, Brian? I hate to say it, but I'm kind of looking forward to this, yeah. man. Yeah, I really, I really want this shared monster universal monster universe to work and yeah. this trailer to me looked like mission impossible mm-hmm. mixed with, with a horror with movie yeah <laughs> that's 
Thanks for the horror. I'm cool with Mummy Impossible. Yeah, no, which I'm totally for, cool with that. Which for the most part, I've probably I, most likely I've uh, except for maybe this. I think it was the third Mission Impossible. Other than that one, I, I've enjoyed right. all the movies. Yeah, it's always a good time at the theater for sure. Yeah, it looks like brainless fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very Suicide Squad-y, I guess. Uh, I definitely got the Suicide Squad yeah, vibe. so, with I mean, I think, uh, I don't know, I think it'll be a better movie than that, too. Right. Um, I've got high expectations for it. And um, with uh, what Alex, Kurt, Alex Kurtzman has done with, like, Star Trek and things like that, um, I, right. think he'll, I think he'll do well with this one. Yeah, I'm... I'm- definitely going to be there I'll, I'll absolutely be there to see it i'm sure we're going to cover it on the show but uh yeah i really hope that these do work out because I, I i'm kind of like getting a little excited now you know i mean it, i wouldn't say it was looked like a straight up horror movie but it looked like a good action movie you know with horror yeah. elements in it you think we'll get cameos from other universal monsters in this or maybe they'll so. do like they'll go the marvel route and do like a Mid credit scene or something. They'll do something. Absolutely. Yeah, you can guarantee that there'll, there'll be a post credit scene. All right, everybody, don't leave when the credits start rolling. Uh, right. Yeah. Definitely. This one is slated for June 9th. All right. Cool. And on to our final trailer Annabelle Creation, starring Miranda <laughs> Otto, Stephanie Sigmund, Alicia Vela Bailey. Uh, Talitha Bateman and Anthony LaPaglia, directed by David F. Sandberg, uh, who directed Lights Out. Yeah, it looks to me like they're just trying to they're they're just they're hoping that the uh, that the formula for Ouija Origin of Evil sticks on this one because they're doing the same thing. They're kind of going back and doing a prequel type thing. Yeah, is that the same little girl from uh, Ouija? The you gotta be one? fucking kidding me! Is it is the it? same I got- girl? I gotta yeah, look I mean, at it. Does, that would be ridiculous, like dude. It. All right, let me. No way. Right. That that's too blatant. I'm pulling it up right now. As I th- I thought maybe you guys had noticed if that was her. This makes interesting podcasting right here. I could be wrong. I think I'm wrong. Uh, it's all right. Oh no! Nope, nope, wait, Lulu Wilson. Yes. No! You, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Are you serious? Yes, the little girl that was They're possessed that in Origin of Evil is oh, her. The God. actress is Lulu Wilson, and yes, hey, she, she is in this in one. Movie, man. I yeah, mean, she so, had that so. little bit of annoying thing that I talked about, but right. It, yeah, she did all right, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay far away from this one, boys. You think so? You, yeah, you guys are I on your own with this bullshit. Creepy. I'll totally watch Fucking it. Fucking Annabelle this sucked, is... and this is going to suck, too. Uh, that's hard. Well, we you know, we, <laughs> we thought the same thing of Ouija, because that first Ouija True, movie right. was right. unbearable. It's wiggity-whack. I've never you know, seen I think, the first Ouija movie. Uh, you know what? I, I watched it before we reviewed the new one, and right. I will probably never watch it again. Ever. Like I had an Oculus deal at, at first, and then I watched Oculus it, was and okay. it wasn't. Oculus was really good. <laughs> I didn't mm. like Ouija, though. Yeah, it was like Oculus done bad. Right. That's what oh, basically. No. Yeah, this one, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. They are slapping that uh, the Conjuring Universe tag all over this trailer. so Right. Hopefully, and I do like the actress um, Alicia Vela Bailey. She mm-hmm. was—I um, forgot the the character's name and lights out the, the the creepy lady that shows up in the dark. Uh huh. She plays a lot of um, 
monster characters that oh. uh, she's actually a, a model in real life. And but she when she gets these roles, it's basically they make her look like nothing she looks like in real life. And uh, OK, very interested to see if she's got that kind of same role in this movie. Is she playing like some kind of ghost or demon or something? So mm-hmm. but very possibly, I would say. Yeah. I mean, same director, and they definitely got some creepy aspects to it when it looks like she, you know, starts turning into a demon and all that. So Yeah, she she was also in the, the Purge movie. She was one of the, the original Purge movie. Um, the guy that would uh, was knocking on the door, he had the two uh, ladies with him. Oh, yeah. She was, she was one of them? Yeah, they she were... was the blonde one. Oh, cool. She was the creepy one. I yeah. liked her. Oh, so she's kind of <laughs> got a she's kind of got a, yeah. a, a serious uh, horror vibe going she's with got the a horror she history. Plays. Had no idea. Cool. So, uh, Annabelle creation, August 11th. We shall see. And I'll, I'll let you guys tell me. <laughs> and that is our final trailer. Uh, yeah, we got a couple emails in. Um, one is from, uh, take a guess, Patrick. Me, uh, <laughs> oh, man, you didn't let, you didn't give me a chance. Uh, I was going to say Patrick. <laughs> our show pep guy. <laughs> uh, he says, hey, guys, I wanted to send you some requested feedback this week. Uh, Brian had asked about Cyborg and the CGI and Justice League last week, etc. Uh, Brian, you are more or less correct. Cyborg is a technomorph, meaning he he can absorb technology and integrate it into his body. Uh, The CGI works for his character because he oftentimes uses guns or other weapons that become part of his arms. Uh, Now, one thing I saw in the trailer that I've never seen in the comics is the full armor he morphs into during one scene. However, I'll give them a pass because it's it's a feasible ability. Uh, Cyborg usually is more in the background running communications and tactical planning. Uh, so, hey, look at that. We kind of hit So the he's the, the IT there. guy. Yeah, he's the <laughs> he, IT he's guy. He's the Justice League's IT guy. So he just, yeah, he keeps morphing and gotcha. as technology advances. So that makes sense. Uh, a couple of other things. Said uh, you guys had mentioned something about tweaking the rating system. I had a thought about this also. I like the 1 to 10. Uh, but you could give it a term instead, instead like eight out of ten to creep factor, or say I'll give seven crips out of ten. Oh, that works. Uh, finding the right term would be the trick. Let's see, what do you think about that, Brian? Uh, that's a good idea. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Denny uh, made a comment on our Facebook page. He Did should he? say. He said, "Yeah, he said we we should go with the thumbs up, thumbs down system." Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> ah, like the old Cisco and Ebert. Yeah, thing, huh? yeah, and that works too. But yeah. man, it's so there's so many gray areas for that. Right. But I mean, yeah, it would I, be a, should I go see this or not kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Either. I I, th- I think Patrick's on to something. We just you know the the right term. Sure, got to figure that out. Uh, he says, also, the It trailer had me really excited. I was actually a little freaked out by it. Uh, I think this is going to be way better than the original miniseries. Uh, like Lance, I, too, was taken back when I first read the book uh, when seeing it. Um, as always, keep up the great shows. Always looking forward to the next one. Thanks, Patrick. Cool. Man, you our, are awesome. Our number one fan. I tell you what, he's our honorary fourth <laughs> member since he writes half the show. <laughs> <laughs> And then let's see. We had one more email coming in. Let's see what it is. Uh, from Jason Rosado in Houston, Texas. He writes, uh, Why not have a segment dedicated to what weapon would you make in a zombie apocalypse? Hmm. Uh, 
Think about it for a second. He said, uh, it would be neat to have a list of simple household items that you are only able to use to make your weapon. Mine would be a thick leather jacket with duct tape to secure five foot sharpened poles so I could head strike at a distance. <laughs> God damn, Jason. I'm having a, you put some thought into this, man. I'm having a hard time visualizing that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with sword. I'm going to find a freaking sword. A, and that's like a what katana I'm sword? Yes, or because in samurai every, sword? Yeah, or what? In, every oh, you, of, in every kind of apocalypse thing, somebody needs a sword. Right? Oh, uh, you're, you're going Michonne? Yeah, definitely. What uh, about you, Brian? Oh, um, just watching The Walking Dead this past without getting into the review. Um, I think Lucille is very effective. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, she uses uh, that a lot more for intimidation. I would imagine. Right. Well, swinging I, around and definitely does the job it, though. It, it, it's a little bit more effective than I thought it would be a, a scene I'm going to bring up in the review. But, yeah, I think I would go with something more practical. You know, guns, you know, run out of ammunition. So And they right. track walkers. Yeah. Yes. So I think I'll go with, uh, with Lucille. Mm, Got nice. it. Good choice. Well, I mean, he said common household item. I don't I – don't, I guess you would call what I'm going to say kind of a common household item if you, if you have your own house and – you have a yard that you have to maintain, but I don't see how you could go wrong with a good old-fashioned chainsaw, yeah. quite frankly. I mean, because look at it this way. If it's the end of the world, I mean, you don't have people driving their cars up and down the road. There's going to be gasoline everywhere. You're going to be able to siphon gasoline out of every vehicle you come across. You're going to be able to get gasoline from, from stations because people aren't coming in for regular fill-ups. So there should be plenty of fuel to keep you going for years and years and years with a good old gas-powered chainsaw. Yeah. All you need need is a little bit of you know saw oil, and uh, I mean that you you get you get one that's like a professional grade. Th- those fuckers will never even get close to you. Well, you know? if we're using like garden stuff, you can go full sling blade. Take the take the blade off the lawnmower. Oh, nice! Oh, that's not a bad weapon. Not bad, <laughs> yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, sorry, Dwight Yoakam. Had to bring that up. <laughs> and I killed him. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. Uh, we love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, uh, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from everybody. Now, after Jason's email, we're going to segue ourselves right into a recap of The Walking Dead Season 7. Season 7. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> yeah. This was definitely one of those seasons that uh, got people to line up on either one side of the fence or the other. Some people yeah. fucking hated it, and some people fucking loved it. Some people loved the first half, and some people liked the second half, but, you know... Kind of just depends, I guess, on what you were looking for and what you were looking forward to. So if you guys are cool, I think I'd like to kind of, if, if, if you guys want to sort of break it into the first eight episodes, and we'll talk about all that, and then we'll go to the, the second half. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm okay with yeah, that. Let's do that. Um, all right, so we'll start with um, the first half of Season 7. And one episode that I think might deserve a little talk all by itself is called The Day Will Come When You Won't Be. And this was the... Uh, Highly controversial season seven, episode one, which basically picked up exactly where the last season left off, which was kind of like a fade to black 
where you could get the point of view of who was being murdered by Lucille. And uh, this one was told in a lot. Of, I remember the episode was told in quite a few flashbacks. So it was a little bit Tarantino-esque, I guess, in the way that it was put together. Um, but specifically going on what happened in this episode and who the victims were, how it went down, and what the aftermath was. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Um, I think this was a very, very powerful episode. I mean, we all knew who was going to die. And I think they still did it in a way that, that was very emotional and... Honestly, I didn't I didn't think they were going to go with two people dying and I I don't know, it was a, it was a crazy episode. I think that's why, you know, I'm to let everybody know I kind of dropped off after this episode and I had to binge the rest of the, the season. It's because I I kind of felt like the next episode after this was a little I mean, we're not getting into the episode right now, but I thought it was a little weak compared okay. to the first one. Right? Cuz the first one was just a, basically just an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it was and, nonstop. Yeah, and um, it introduced a, a character. It didn't introduce it because he was introduced in the season before. But Negan, I think, is, in my opinion, one of the best TV villains. I know yeah. a lot of people kind of, throughout the, as the season went on, kind of changed their opinion about him. I, I think he's great. He He makes you want to hate him. Like my wife watches the show with me and she's just rooting for every chance for someone to kill him. Right. And, um, yeah, I think this was a very powerful episode. Yeah, definitely, man. This was, this was definitely my favorite episode of the season. It had drama. It had uh, it made me feel emotional through the whole thing. It was chaos, man. This was one of those where at the end of it, I was kind of sitting there stunned, you know? And uh, if you could do that in an episode on TV, then more power to you. That was that was awesome. Great episode. And may, may I say, Abraham still went out like a badass? Yeah, he did. Suck my balls. Is that what he said? Something like <laughs> Suck that? Suck my nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you and then you get the emotional words from from Glenn, you know, Maggie, I'll I'll still what do you say? I'll still find you or I'll find you. Absolutely. Eyeball hanging out of his head. Oh, man, that was so crazy. That's what he said. Well, look at all the, you know, drama they stirred up on social media and everything. There were people that said they were going to stop watching The Walking Dead because that was too violent. Oh, yeah. And uh, man, if you can do that, you're doing the right thing. Yes. Very very polarizing episode for sure. Um, so here's my perspective coming into it. I, uh, I'm a comic book reader, so I've read all the comics. I'm like, you know, way ahead of even where they are at the end of the season in the comic books. And it, yeah, it's almost like, like you said, Brian, we kind of knew what was coming. They, they pretty much had to kill Glenn off because this was the big dramatic death of Glenn in the comic books. I think it was in episode number 100 where it happened. And um, Abraham had actually been killed off a couple of a couple of uh, issues prior. Oh yeah, it hurt. Uh, he was the one who got the arrow through the eyeball. Right. It was actually uh, a different character in the TV show. Okay. So when they killed him off, I kind of thought, all right, they're kind of changing things, and they're going to keep Glenn alive. And then they just ripped my fucking heart out. 
Yeah, no kidding. When right? uh, when Daryl got up and and fucked with him, and they said, "Okay, fine, we'll kill another one." Where to go, Daryl? Yeah, yeah, nice know, going, Daryl. From that, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I thought it was really well done. I think I think it was definitely the right two characters to kill off. I I do love the way that they follow along with the comic book, and yet they do change some things up. For example, in the comic, uh, Andrea is still alive, and she's she's the one who's with Rick rather than Michonne. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I I. I really appreciate it. I thought it, I thought it was a great premiere, and um, unlike some of my friends, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good uh, introduction to Negan too, man. He came out like a badass, mm-hmm. and but you could tell exactly who he was already, man. He's 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 ruthless, he's vicious, but he's charismatic, charismatic as hell. That's what I like about him. Yep, I think they picked the right actor. Oh yeah, dude, he's awesome. Yeah, a lot a lot of people were real upset because he kind of looks nothing like the Negan in the comic book. But who okay. gives a fuck? Yeah. I mean, he carries the swagger and he he pulls yeah. it off. He can make his own Negan. I think he's just right. Yeah. Uh, so that was the premiere episode. So what else happened in the first half? Well, let's see. We met up with uh, with with a group that um, was called the Kingdom, oh, and they nice. had King King Ezekiel and his uh, yeah, his tiger. Um, let's see what el- what else happened. We had uh, did did we come in contact with the female survivors in I that first so. half? At I the think very it was end of the right. First half, yeah. That's when we we were learning a lot of new things about the world, and the world got a lot bigger mm-hmm. from what it was. You know, so the first half was all just a whole bunch of new in- information and discovery. And they're not in the comic book. Oh, really? Nor are the trash people that we're going to talk okay. about later. They they weren't in the comic book at all. Super weird, those people. No kidding, right? Why do they talk like that? I don't That's what I kept asking my <laughs> wife. I was like, "Do we just learn? Do we just lose the way we talk in the right. zombie apocalypse?" Or is that how um, they talk to begin with? I mean, are they all related? I don't understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, we also uh, we got Carol and um, Morgan in this episode. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And if you'll if you'll recall, by the time we got to the uh, to the midway point of the season, there was quite a bit that happened there too. A lot of shit went down there when uh, Negan showed up and had them bring the pool table out. Yeah, uh, and uh, we had the little uh, fucking douchebag character that tried to sell Rick Spencer. Kind of Spencer. <laughs> yeah, it backfired on him, didn't it? What, yeah. What did, I, you, what did you think about that, Brian? I. You know what. I didn't know what to think of this because, you know, he like you said, he was a douche. Yeah. But he seemed to come up with this harebrained scheme of I'm going to go get cleaned up, nicely right. dressed, bring something, bring. I, I don't know if it was a bottle, a bottle or whatever. And I'm going to get in good with Negan. He's going to sell him. Yeah. And ba- what did he tell Rosita? I don't care if it takes two years or, or a couple months, couple years. I'm going to get in good with him and then maybe we could make her move yeah he thought he was playing and, a long game huh yeah and then he gets into this you can't trust rick which i i, I can see where this was gonna go yeah right and then and then negan's basically like so you want to take over and he's like yes and he was like well if i was you i would have just killed rick and took over but obviously you have no guts and then we get the scene where he spills his guts out on the ground, which again <laughs> shows you the, that's straight from the comic book. Which too, by the way. you do have guts. Yeah, they've been more wrong about anything in my whole life. Yeah, they, they were they were inside your body the whole time. 
And yeah, I, great man. <laughs> and then and then you get the scene of um, I believe the character's name is uh, Olivia. Right. She gets oh, she right. gets uh, uh after oh nope no I'm skipping over a scene um Rosita finally uh, takes her shot with the bullet that um and hits she the had fucking Eugene. Bat. Yeah, which I wanted to bring up uh, another reason I would have Lucio because apparently Lucio can stop bullets. Apparently, that was a lucky fucking stop, man. This yeah. guy to play for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we get Rosita. She gets taken down by one of Negan's people, and she refuses to tell who made the bullet. And Negan orders somebody to uh, be killed, and uh, unfortunately, it's Olivia, who um, nobody really knows the character. She is the one that is in charge of the pantry and things like that. Right. Yeah. Gets shot in the head. They killed off two non-essential characters is what happened. Yeah. um, Which was the biggest thing that happened in the entire season after the first episode. Yeah, I didn't see (laughs) Olivia coming, but Spencer, I did, because... Again, that guy was an asshole. Yeah, and he he, his days was coming. He was yeah. counting down his days, right? And um, then uh, where do we go from here? Uh, they finally uh, the reveal that Eugene is the one that makes the bullets, and then they basically take Eugene. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So they they take him, and uh, he's he's featured in one of the episodes later in the season. Yes. So he's he 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 gets in good with Negan like uh, Spencer was trying to do. And, yeah, and uh, I, I, somehow I, this numb nut actually pulls it off. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I I just watched all these episodes, so I'm trying to I think I took in a little too much information at once, trying to remember. Um, oh right. Yeah, we. Um, the reason why I uh, he I think he's really in with Negan is because we get that scene when he's before he makes the bullet where Rosita basically tells him that he's worthless. He's a coward. He never does anything. But in Negan's then, camp, he's a different person. Yeah. He's he somebody is, important. Yeah. He's someone that's needed. Yeah. He has, he has skills that are, you know, lack of better word appreciated. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super mad at him, you know, like I, I I think a lot of people think that he's a traitor and they hate his character now, and I, I really don't. I think, uh, you know, that guy has done what he's had to do to survive the whole time, and he's using the skills that he has to do it. Yeah, and uh, I like I like the actor as a person, so uh, I, I'm i okay with it. Yeah, I mean, he the, the his, in his words from the show, um, from that night when Glenn and Abraham got killed, he, he's never been more scared in his life. But right. With, but being with Negan's people, he's never he feels like he's never going to have to feel that way ever again. Right. He's got protection. Oh, yes. Yeah. Talk, talking about Eugene. Yeah. Eugene. Dr. Eugene now. Dr. Eugene. <laughs> Back he, to his old bullshitting ways again. Because huh? that dude sounds like a doctor. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Which um, does he not like women? I'm not sure. Nah, he was always trying is, to get with man. Rosita. Remember? Yeah, because he had a... Maybe he was trying right? to get with uh, Abraham. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> Are you serious? Jesus is gay. You we we so? learned that big bombshell. Yeah, yes, well, we... I mean, they do have gay characters in The Walking Dead, which mm-hmm. is, you know, cool. I mean, it's like it's like real life. There's actually people who have different lifestyles. Yeah, yeah I, I, just had that que- I just had that question because, you know, he had... Even though he wasn't allowed to, to fuck him or anything... Uh, right. Negan did send a couple women, and he just totally did not want to be touched at yeah, he all. He wanted to play video games. He's just a geek, yeah. man. 
Which somehow Just he awkward, thinks playing socially awkward. He's, yeah, he's definitely yeah. got some a severe case of Aspergers. <laughs> but I, I I totally agree with you, Philip. He he's using what he has to stay alive. You know, he doesn't have these fighting right. skills or yeah. you know survival skill. Matter of fact, that is his survival skill. Right. Him him because he is a smart guy, and plus he's obviously a bullshit artist i mean we go back to the one season where he had everybody thinking he had the cure right and had to get to dc so he knows how to bullshit his way out of things so it's the same way that he got into this group now he's just in a different group yes with a okay story so let me ask you guys what what do you what do you guys think about carl's story arc through this because Carl. in the comic book in the comic book uh the um i almost said the governor uh negan really took carl under his wing i mean like, he wanted to almost like adopt him sort of hmm. and they hinted at that in the first half of this show of this yeah. season but they never really went as far as they do in the comic book but they may well, still I, get there yeah i kind of felt like when he the the scene where um Carl tried to kill him. Yeah, he has a lot of respect for Carl. Right. Yeah, he Carl he took him in and kid, you know? he took him in and I felt like what what Carl was seeing, he was kind of like, wow, he was like in right. awe. Especially the scene where he had everybody kneel and after he was done talking to him, he Negan turned his back and looked at Carl and he was like, they're still kneeling. And then he like told everybody they can get up and I think Carl was just kind of like, wow. Yeah. So I'm wondering what that what that uh, portends for the future, you know, know, with Carl's storyline moving forward. Which in in that episode, we do get some more fucked up Negan stuff, right? When he has Carl take off the the bandage. Yes, that was cool. I like that. Yes, and, and I thought. I mean, I I don't know if I thought it was, it was supposed to be funny, but him mm-hmm. just fucking with Carl and was like, "That is some nasty shit right there." Can <laughs> mm-hmm. I can I can I touch it? Can I touch it? Yep. And then and then all of a sudden he's like. I keep forgetting you're you're still a kid. You know he, he could see that. You know it's right. He actually felt break, bad break, when he hurt his feelings. Yeah, because he I I I couldn't tell because at first it seemed like he was trying to break down Carl, but then he kind of made me feel like he kind of had a little sympathy for him because then he would tell him if I was you I would never wear the bandage because anybody that sees your eye knows not to fuck with you knows what a badass you are. Yeah, it is pretty badass. So what do you so what do you guys think about the the second half of the season when they do you think they started it up the right way again with the uh, you know the group that that uh, kidnapped Father Gabriel and the way that he left the message for people to come okay. find him and let's get into these these uh, trash dump people or whatever oh, right. yeah they are the weirdest fucking characters on this show no kidding. Even the way they walk around, they walk around like they're walkers themselves. Yeah, they're super kind of fucking weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, and kind of I like don't understand the way Max or something, right? right? Yeah, I don't understand the way they talk. Right. It's it's very strange, but like the world hadn't ended that long ago, <laughs> you know. I but mean, they are they are vicious, ruthless people because they yes. they take what is, what is, what does is the lady say all the time? We take we no take. bother. Yep, exactly. And we got introduced to the pit zombie with the, oh, the metal was, helmet with the spikes. Really good, man. That, that was, was the really coolest well scene in the second half of the season. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. That gladiator zombie, that was fucking awesome. That that was pretty cool. <laughs> that that one had me going. That was that was probably the only piece of the second season that had me talking about yeah. it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, there, was, kinda, there was some I, interesting stuff, but nothing else really happened. Yeah, I kind of wanted more background on them because they were just – 
right. so weird. And they they did mention that they've been there since the start of it. Mm-hmm. So. Sounds like they've been there for longer than that, man. They may, they may have been living in the trash before it went down. They probably <laughs> anticipated the zombie apocalypse, Maybe. right? Maybe that's why they talk like that. I don't know. They yeah, it was just very, <laughs> very, I don't know. Like when they took Rick to the top of the, the trash dump to look. Right. You know, they would, and she instead of just saying, take him up there, she was like, take Rick up, sure. up, you know. Up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, super weird, but. Very interesting character, the 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 one that was uh, in charge. Yeah. Yes. Because you know we get that scene later where she's asking Michonne, "Is it does he be, does Rick belong to you?" And she's like, "Well, we're together." And, he, and she was like, "Well, I I lay with him after." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know we we take no bother. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and she's like, "You gonna do what, bitch?" <laughs> and Rick just kindly slowly backs away quietly. Mm-hmm. You know we we got work to do. But, um, <laughs> or yeah, I'm not um, getting in the middle of that shit. <laughs> I think I think the second half we got a lot of interesting characters. We got um, how oh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, he's one of uh, Ezekiel's guys. Uh, the guy that that tried to force a war. Oh, oh wow! That was that that almost took me out of it, man. I was really fucking pissed off when Morgan killed him because he was really onto something there. He was just trying to get them. Right. You know, pissed off enough that they wanted to fight. I thought it was weird that Morgan killed him. I it thought was it was too. Well, I, actually, I didn't because you saw of the relationship. No, not that. It's just the relationship he had with the boy that he was training. Right. He kind of almost like a father son relationship yeah. was happening. He even says it after he kills the guy that um, because of him, um, I forgot his son's name. But instead of saying the boy's name, he said his son's name. Oh, right. Okay. And everybody's like, who? And then he's like, and then he says, I think the boy's name was Benjamin or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I meant Benjamin. But hmm. I think he just, he had oh, all these flashbacks. Oh, okay. I see what He had at. these flashbacks of his son and his wife. And I, yeah. you know, I, I kind of felt like we were going back to crazy Morgan. Yeah. Who was hiding out in buildings, making booby traps and stuff. Yeah. And kind, of, kind of a PTSD. Definitely pushing yeah. back thing. that direction. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, All right, I hadn't looked at it that way before. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad uh, but we're talking I, about this. Yeah, I do. I do understand what the guy was trying to do because. Yeah, I do too. I was I was on his side all the way. Yeah, I did not Eze- want to see him get killed off. Because Ezekiel was never going to go for going to war, right? Because in his mind, they they can maintain this deal, which you you know it. These deals were never going to work out because right. not in the long the sa- run. Yeah, the saviors are just going to end up wanting more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So I and thought they're that was assholes a, about it. If yeah, you're gonna be an asshole about it. You can't have it, right? And then uh, who else was? Um, speaking of assholes, uh, what's his name that runs the hilltop? Is the biggest? Oh asshole. yeah, oh yeah. The, the, the actor's name is Xander Berkeley, I think. Yeah, he's in uh, Salem. Yeah, I'm glad they. Squirrelish. I'm glad they took all his his supply of alcohol. Well, uh, you, that, ain't, that you, you boys ain't seen nothing yet. If it uh, sticks with the comic book, he's got he's okay. got some pain coming his way. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, it looked like he was getting courtesy to, of Maggie. Yeah, he looked like yeah. he was getting ready to try to kill Maggie in the last episode. Yeah, he, he thought about shit. it. He was too chicken shit to stab a guy. Nah, he's Walker. a he fucking pussy. He yeah, is same a pussy. And and you can see him. He's he's losing the people day yeah. by day. Well, because of course. that 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 same scene you guys just brought up. Um, you got people walking by, and Maggie's like, "Oh, it's his first time. He's learning." 
Right. And the yeah, people she's are like, to cover for him. Yeah, and the people are like, uh, that's, that's not, not what, what he, he told, told us. us. Right. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, <laughs> right? He sees it as disrespect. So, yeah. and if if they don't follow the comics on his story arc, I'm going to be really pissed off. Uh, they probably, and he's but they, such they a have to. He's a slime. he's such a smug asshole too. Yeah, he can. He doesn't even take time to remember people's names because you have that scene where he's he's calling Maggie Marcy or Martha. I think he does that shit on purpose. But yeah, at I the same he, time, I think yeah. so too. He's but but within the same scene, he he thinks Sasha's one of the Hilltop people. What? Like he doesn't even know who. Yeah, there's that. a scene. Yeah, there's a scene. He was like, "What are you doing? You know, you should be, you know, whatever." And then Jesus is like, "This is Sasha. She's from Alexandria." Hmm. And I'm like, "Wow, you don't even know who your people are. Wow, you don't yeah. even take time, you know." And from there on, I was like, "This guy's an asshole." Oh yeah. Okay, so what do you? So speaking of Jesus, what do you guys think about him? I'm starting to really like him. I did yeah, not like too. him the first few episodes. Uh, he was kind of cheesy the first few episodes I thought so that he too. was in, but uh, I, I think that he's kicking ass now. He's had a couple of scenes in there that were, uh, I think it was in, maybe in the first half of the season, but right, some kind of martial arts scene. Yeah, J- right? Jesus is a he's a ninja. Yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool shit, man. I'm I'm digging Jesus. He, he's actually becoming one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah, sticks around, man. I, I want him to. Something. I want him to step up because mm-hmm. they had that scene with with the leader of the hilltop where he he basically challenges him. Yeah, right. And Jesus is like, you know, that's not what I do. I I help. That's what I do. And I kind of want to know the backstory of that because he keeps basically like telling him, "Are you going to step up?" Because I know you're not going to step up. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what what that's all about. But yeah, Jesus is a ninja. You know that guy disappears when he wants to. You know he's he's got martial arts moves. He obviously knows like parkour and stuff like that. Yeah, that was so, yeah uh, from the get go. Yeah, he he grew on me throughout the season too. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big surprise for me because I, you know, that first couple episodes, like when they were chasing him, it was almost like a comedy. Remember when Daryl right, was in yeah. there and they were trying to. Trying to get him to slow down and catch him. When he had he yeah, the, like, the two baddest ass dudes from their group were trying right. to catch this one guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like him, man. Just but just in general, I think that this was a. They can't all be winners, and I think right. that there was. I feel like there just wasn't a whole lot that happened this season. In the first half, you know, you discovered a lot of things, and mm-hmm. then in the second half, it was all like furthering the plot. Kind of like build to, up, build up yeah, to the big to battle start type this thing. giant war or whatever, and then uh, man, to be fair, I I I wasn't super impressed by the finale. Uh, I I thought oh it was, I was, no, I fucking loved the finale. I dude. thought it was okay, but man, it, it, I, I wanted something big to happen. I was after, afraid you were going to say after that. I had a so feeling many you were going to say that. Episodes where nothing happened, and right? then the finale came, and they just oh no 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 and, no and no no away. no no. I loved. I, I loved was it. like, man, I fucking loved that it. That was kind of uh, a letdown. <laughs> yeah, but before we fully get into the finale, um, what did you guys think about Dwight? Uh, I like him too. I mean, I, his his uh, his character is very close to what it is in the comic books, which he's he's basically gonna gonna create dissension from within. Yeah, you know, well, because you know his whole history, right? You guys know his backstory and yeah. why he is the way he is. I liked the backstory where he went back to go find his wife who took off. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I kind of liked that it wasn't there that she wasn't there, and you you sort of felt for this guy. Yeah, 
I don't think that I like that he's back though. Like I wanted him to have a different storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can you guys explain to me what was the deal with the doctor? You How mean the, he the doctor he had that was that was over the one there that working got, for them, and they ended up throwing him, uh, Negan threw him in the fire. Yeah. What? Why did he turn on the doctor? Um, that's not exactly in the in the comic book. I I think that did he not think maybe that the doctor had helped somebody out, or he helped the girls escape, or something like that. He helped. He helped some. I can't remember specifically. He helped somebody do something. Oh, no, 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 no. Dwight set him up. Dwight helped somebody and then made it look like it was the doctor. Oh, the doctor oh was actually yeah. Evil. Yeah, the doctor was, 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 a, was an asshole. Yeah. So, really, no love lost there with yeah. letting him die. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. That's why they had to go get another the, doctor from, from the other yeah, uh, community. The, really, the only reason that scene was there was to show... Just to, uh, was, it, was it Carl that was there at the time, or was it... Uh, yeah, it was Carl. Or was it Eugene? Yeah. It was, yeah it no, was it, was, it was Eugene. Oh, was it Eugene? Eugene? Well, yeah, because they right, kind of... I'm getting it all Eugene, mixed up then. It was to show Eugene, this is how we work here, and you better straighten the fuck up. Yeah, and they, they also implied that we, we have another doctor. Right. Because right. Eugene was claiming to be a doctor, oh, you yeah. know, have PhDs and diplomas. And, okay. That, that um, makes sense. Another thing I wanted to bring up we didn't touch on was the other community of women. Right, yeah, the little ocean... Which, yeah, and that's not Can, in the comic book at all either. Okay. Did I don't know if I was wrong for feeling this way. Did you think this was a community of lesbians? Not really, because they said real early on that that uh, all their men were basically killed off by the. I, I just kind of got that impression at first because kind of there a, was a lot of yeah there butch look yeah there was one that kind of looked like Justin Bieber a little bit right and, the Amazonian women yeah <laughs> well I mean in all, in all fairness though what female doesn't look a little bit like Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah yeah they i mean uh, they that wasn't i don't i don't feel like that was a huge part of the storyline i mean i guess it's how they got the guns mm-hmm. but it was kind of a shitty way that they went about going to get the guns. they were a mcguffin right they were just and, put in there so yeah. we could get guns it, which I, is stupid because in the comics they never gave all their guns up to negan they kept them they uh, hit them yeah so they just I think it basically it's it, it's so you can flesh out a sixteen episode season. I guess. Yeah. I think they're they also to trying to keep, they're trying to keep Negan in there as long, long as they can because the comics are like boom, awesome. boom, 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 boom. You got this. You get this. You get this. The next panel. The next issue. The next. The next. Yeah. Uh, see, that know, is not page. what they did in this season at all. Yeah, they they really dragged it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, I was, had to add a lot of extra stuff. Yeah, I was disappointed that they wasn't even involved in the the, the finale. Because you saying. you had yeah. you had so many that wanted to fight, but they were like, if we're not, if we're a couple of them were there, weren't they? No, they basically they were like, some of us want to fight, but if everybody's not going, none of us are going. You know what? If if they dropped the ball on anything this season, I would say it was that then. Just add yeah. in a whole other group kind of for dumb. like two episodes, just to get guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fucked up. Uh, I'm not going to stop watching it, though. I mean, I think I'm still looking forward to the next season. And um, they've had so much good in there that it's hard to say, oh, I'm not watching it because of this season. It just wasn't my favorite season. It's like the prison season to me. The prison season okay. I thought was super slow. All right. And I didn't really like it. Well, here's here's what, here's what I really fucking loved about the finale. Mm-hmm. So the finale was called The First Day of the Rest of Your Life. And the, the way, because I thought for sure... 
that the uh, that the trash people were going to stay on Rick's side the whole way thick and thin. Yeah, and you know what? can turn their guns on them. I oh, love yeah. that. that. Yeah, I I didn't so I didn't think they were the exciting part. Yeah, I I kind of seen that coming because I didn't I, I, I didn't see I kinda, it at all, man. I kind of figured not everybody was going to be on Rick's side. You know, right. he's going to all these different communities, basically trying to recruit them. You know, you got to have somebody that's like eh, the the other side's offer seems a little bit more appealing. Hmm. And I thought the weird Sasha Negan thing, man, I didn't get that. Oh, I like that too. I, that I did. It didn't make any no, sense. No, I'll tell you what. The that, three things that got me were when when they turned the when the when the when the trash people turned the guns on Rick's group. Uh-huh. I loved it because I did not see it coming. When Ezekiel's tiger jumped up. Oh, that was bad. That was cool. I fucking yeah. love that. I was. I said it before and, we got there. I was like, they better that tiger better fucking kill somebody. <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. When they opened Sasha up and yeah. she start she she started coming after Negan, I thought that was fucking fantastic. Well, it was cool. I just didn't understand the it relationship. Was really? Cool. Why did um, Negan suddenly could, like her? Be, I think he he's trying to recruit. Cause he knows how badass Rick's people are he's trying to recruit badasses yeah because i mean look who he had he had he had fat joseph right who died he had rapey davy rapey davy who right. died Davey wasn't worth the fuck <laughs> you know he uh, and you know right now dwight's kind of you know flip-flopping around you know he he wants badass people around and he thinks he, True. he can break these people down and build them back up as his soldiers mm-hmm. which um, other than Eugene, is not really working so far. See, that's what I don't get. They started this whole season by saying, you know, Negan's group comes in, and because you don't have their point of view, I mean, they could right. be the same thing as Rick's group, mm-hmm. and it's just a separate point of view. And that's not the case, man. Negan rules through just killing people and shit. And, intimidation. And intimidation, and, and, and he's an ass to his own people. He's nicer to this group than he is to his own people, is what it looks like. And uh, I, there's no way that you could build an army through that, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no, nobody would stick around. I've I've heard that argument a lot, but yeah. you know, I, I mean, they would have said that about Hitler too. But look what happened, dude. Strange things happen, yeah. man. When you get when you get a cult of personality like that, who's so fucking lovable and likable. And yet he's so fucking evil. But look at all his top guys, man. Like he, like he was saying, I, he's losing all his top guys. Well, I mean, Dwight is Dwight is the around. one who's going to yeah. turn everything around. Daryl was not going to stick around for that shit. I never thought right. for a second that Daryl would turn. Yeah, Daryl. Of course, Daryl would never go for that. But yeah. Daryl's probably the strongest character in the entire series. If you yeah. think about, it. well, maybe Rick. Rick or Daryl, though. Those those two are super. And Daryl's Michonne. definitely the fan favorite. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's it's it seems it seems strange to me that he's built this giant following over nothing but just being an asshole. If, I personally, there's a zombie apocalypse. I don't particularly like being told. Why what doesn't to do. somebody just walk up and put a bullet <laughs> in his brain? Right, right, is what you're thinking. Yeah, but there's some weird cult of personality. Look at kill history, the the snake, dude. You know? It's happened time and time again. Nobody killed Genghis Khan. Nobody snuck up on him and killed him. Well, Nobody fucking stuck up on Hitler people. until America finally won the war for everybody. Yeah, but do you know how Hitler reacted? Like, was was he 
like that with I don't know. his own people? I don't know, but I'm you know? assuming he was. I can't I, you know? say that he would because I don't think anybody would have stuck around. I don't, I don't know, dude. I think I think it happens. I think it's happened in history, and I think it can happen again. Yeah. There's just this weird... Human beings, we have this desire to just kind of step in line. And, yeah, and, and, and I, follow and the power to be abused. Fuck well, you gotta know. also you gotta also add in the fact that there's a zombie apocalypse going on. There's a lot of people that are just giving up and don't know what to do. Just for the and then you, of it. Yeah, and then you got this guy who is obviously confident and charismatic and doesn't take any shit. And you know he's he's obviously a natural born leader. Yeah, he is shitty to his people. But, you know, he does uphold. I mean, it's weird to say he does uphold some rules. Like, yeah. you know, he, he had to kill Rapey Davey because there there is no raping. Right. That is a rule. Yeah. And he yeah. broke the rule. As long as you don't break the rules, I guess you're okay. It's just a really cutthroat way to do it. He's like a bigger version of that, like, biker group that Rick ran into. True. Yes. Yeah, yeah very similar. Where they said mine, this yeah. is mine, or. Yeah, they had a, they had a code. I like yeah, code because, code yeah, because I. I guess there was a hierarchy. There was yeah, the workers, right. and then there was Negan's people. And you, you know, they had a point system as far as the the workers. But right. if you were higher up, you can just go and take whatever you want when you wanted. True. Which we we seen in the episode with uh, Eugene when he needed the the cold capsules. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he took all of them plus a bedpan and a sock monkey and. Because he could. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'd I'd like to. We've we've obviously talked about this quite a bit. I mean, it was a it was a long season. A we'll lot make it, happened. Make it two episodes. <laughs> you, you, you know what? I'd I would like to hear what you guys. Yeah. You know, at the end of the at the end of the day, still going on our our traditional ten point rating system. Um, if you take the entire seventh season, episodes one through sixteen, uh, Brian, where where would you rate this? I would give this season. You know what? Oh my god! I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Okay. There, there was a lot of a lot of talky talky going on, but I feel like we're we're leading into something big, something amazing. And you know, there was a a lot of good characters that got introduced, a lot of weird characters like the trash people, right? And you know, for for me who had to binge watch this, you know. I kind of dropped off in season or not season two, uh, episode two. Um, when I got back on, it just each episode just had me wanting to watch the next one. And, you know, that's exactly what a show should do. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to see where, where, uh, next season takes us. So, uh, seven out of 10. I was, I was curious to ask you about that since you binge watch it. If, if it had more staying power, if you watched episode after episode after episode, you know, yeah, it just, it, it just I don't know it's something about the second episode and the whole kingdom and everybody was all here here you know all this yeah, I, I was just like what quick. yeah I was like what the fuck is going on which I forgot to bring up I I love Jerry uh, Ezekiel's like right hand guy the right fat guy that, that the fat guy he's fucking awesome yeah he is the happiest cobbler eating guy I have ever seen I and I I hope in season eight. We get to see him use that badass axe. Me too. I bet he's an awesome fucking warrior, man. I want to see him wreak havoc. <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna give it a seven. I know it sounded like I was kind of down on it. That's pretty but high, I was, dude. I was down on it for <clears throat> like comparing it to the rest of the Walking Dead seasons. I mean, this is my favorite TV show, 
it's it's for me this one is right up there with Game of Thrones and I think it's done almost just as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just they're just trying to extend their life and keep Walking Dead going forever, uh, which I understand. Um, I just you know I, I I it just wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. We learned a lot of new things, but we didn't. Nothing really big and bold happened that pulled at my heartstrings and had me emotionally attached to the show. And uh, hopefully the next season goes a little better. Well, with the exception of the uh, the the premiere, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, prob- was strong, probably right? the best premiere that they've ever had. Wow, that's saying a lot, man. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give the uh, when it's all said and done, I'm gonna give the season an eight. Yeah, yeah, I really fucking loved it, especially right. being a comic book reader. <laughs> Because I like the way that they keep the basic storyline going, and mm-hmm. I love the fact that they had the balls to kill off two major characters right. in the premiere like that. Um, and I do remember when season six ended, and I was watching it when it showed that point of view, and then it faded to black. I mean, my heart literally skipped a beat, dude. I, oh, yeah. It scared the fuck out yeah, of me. Yeah, dude, that, that whole like, situation Who was killer. That's probably the best cliffhanger in the history of TV. You know man. what? And they, and they had the balls to do it. So yep. I'll, I'll give it an eight. So, I think we're all looking forward to next season. Absolutely. So, moving on to our, well, what we would normally say featured attraction. Uh, We're going to, of course, this week do things a little bit differently, and we're doing a top ten list. And this is going to be, Brian, what is this list again? This is the top ten underrated horror movies. You want to get the ball rolling? Uh, Yeah, I am going to, this list is no particular order. Uh, my first on the list is going to be Wishmaster from 1997. Ah, okay. Okay, I'm down with that. Uh, directed by Robert Kurtzman. This has uh, Andrew Divoff. Divoff, I believe. He played the, the Jin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, to me, this should have got more praise than what, is, what it got. You know, I recently just purchased the, the Vestrin uh, release. Uh, they released uh, all four Wishmaster movies in a set. And um, going to rewatching it, you know, there was a lot of cameos from from some horror icons in this movie. Is is it Robert England in one of these, or am I thinking of something? Yeah, else? The, just just the first one alone, we got uh, okay. Robert England, Kane Hodder, Tony Tony Todd, Todd yeah, uh, Reggie Bannister from uh, Phantasm. Oh no shit! Uh, Ted Raimi. What you know? Yeah, and this movie. Um, Basically, uh, it, that that expression of uh, uh, watch uh, watch out for what you wish for, right? Because there was a lot of fucked up shit going on in this movie, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, this uh, also narrated by Angus Angus Grimm. What? So, uh, wow! Yeah. wow. We got to go back and see this, no man. Kidding. Yes, um, which uh, this 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 might uh, we might be reviewing this in the future. Uh, depending on a, a movie, a certain movie gets released this year. So, okay, uh, that's uh, later down the line. But yeah, um, the Jin, uh, I thought it was a great, great villain in a movie. I would actually, right? Um, if I was in the March Madness, uh, I might have submitted him. No in kidding, because uh, his powers are kind of boundless himself. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, that is my first uh, underrated movie right there. That's a good one. Philip? Uh, let's see. The first one? Yeah, also in no particular order. Um, I'm going to say Stir of Echoes. That was uh-huh. uh, mm. Kevin Bacon. 
Right. Kevin Bacon. Uh, I remember that kinda, well. I love that thriller movie. Thriller horror. He's digging a bunch of holes in the in the backyard and stuff. Right. Um. I I really enjoyed that one. I watched it a couple times. I thought it was uh, d- definitely didn't get a whole lot of praise. It's not one that you think about, but uh, but it was good. I I really enjoyed it. it still holds up too. Yeah, it totally does. It's a good movie. Yeah, that was uh, that was it was a pretty good book. I I read the the book was written by Richard Matheson, who's written a lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. uh, including the what was the vampire movie with Will Smith in it, where he's in the future. Is based on uh, the Last Man on Earth. Uh, you know the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Ma- yeah. Matheson uh, wrote that. I am Legend. I am Legend. Yeah. Yep. That was a good one, and he wrote the Incredible Shrinking Man. Okay, and uh, he's he's written a lot of a lot of books that have have become pretty big movies. That yeah, Stir of Echoes that that's a good one, man. It was definitely underrated yeah. at the time it came out. Um, so the first one on my list, and again, as as you gentlemen said, no particular order. <clears throat> it's going to be one that gets a lot of um, it gets kind of a bad rap. I think it's called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Oh, I love that movie. Very good movie. Very good fucking movie. And I think people uh, give it a hard time because it, you know, kind of has nothing at all to do with the other uh, Halloween movies. But, uh, because originally, if you'll, if you'll recall, uh, Carpenter was supposed to do all the Halloween movies as more like an anthology, kind of like American Horror Story is now. Yeah. Um, and, and this movie as a standalone movie was, was really, really good. Tom Atkins was just fucking badass. Um, he, he was kind of like a kind of like a, a fallible uh, alcoholic uh, hero, you know. He was like just like one of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just happened to stumble upon this the truth of this conspiracy that was going on, um, and and the fact that they were willing to kill kids off in the in the movie by having them put on these masks and stuff, and they had these worms crawling out of them and bugs and stuff like that. Just uh, very creep- catchy song too. Oh yeah, uh, how how did it go, Brian? I'm not singing it. <laughs> was it like uh, nine more days to Halloween? Halloween, something like that. I might, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna put it on the Facebook. I'm sure oh, I can find yeah. it on Silver, YouTube. Silver Shamrock, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that was the company that made the masks. <laughs> Great movie, really, really underrated movie. What uh, what's your next one, Brian? Uh, my next one is a little bit of a cheat because I feel like if you watch both of them back to back, it's one movie and that is the collector and the collection. Yeah, I think I've seen each of them once, but can you kind of remind me or fill me in on what it, what it was about again? Um, well, okay. The first one starts out, you know, you got a guy, he's like a handyman and then you come to realize he's basically casing out the place he's working at cause he's going to rob it cause he right. has a uh, money issues. Okay. And you know, you know, he's had a past, you know, that that's what he does. He he he's a burglar. Mm-hmm. Uh in and out of jail. So, but he really needs this money and he goes to the house and there is the um somebody else in the house that's set up traps all through the house is terrorizing the family. Mm-hmm. And he basically he has to get involved. He he can't he can't bring himself to because you know there's children involved too. He can't bring himself to leave. And um, the original movie is actually a rejected script from the Saw um, franchise. I heard because, it was uh, the same people that yeah. were involved in. Yeah, Saw yeah, it was. This. It was basically like I think it was rejected because it was it would have took the Saw franchise in a totally different direction. 
Okay. Which I actually like this character, the collector, because he's I like I like um Tobin Bell and Saw. Right. But the collector, the character of the collector is more hands on. Uh huh. He's actually you know, he doesn't have other people doing his stuff for him and these traps he's set are very, very fucked up and you got a lot of gore happening and for lack of a better people getting (laughs) yeah people getting torn apart and ripped apart and and yeah second one you get very (laughs) sawish yeah and the second one is very sawish because uh they're they're still after him same uh same characters from the first one but they have tracked down uh where the collector lives and he Mm -hmm. lives in this abandoned building which is just full of of traps everywhere and um yeah highly underrated um came out in uh 2009 and the second one 2012 um i think uh, this is definitely one uh that's right up there especially if you like the whole torture porn type movies i think okay. this is definitely one for people to check out nice uh well i think my next one is going to be the witch uh, oh yeah, yeah! A lot of, a lot of people split on this one, but yeah. I think uh, I think all around everybody on this show uh, loved the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and it is it's super polarizing just because it's such a slow burn. I think right. Um, I, there were some people that really liked it. I'm definitely in that crowd, man. Yeah, I me it was too. Awesome. It was one of my top five lists. Yeah. Year. Um, there's a lot of people that just really hated it because it was so slow. But I thought that they did a good job building tension. And uh, and killing it. So I mean, I don't know how underrated it is, but there's a lot of people that really hate it. So uh, I, that, I put it on my list. I think it was an awesome movie. All right. Well, my next one is a. Uh, a, a fi- let's see if you guys can figure out what it is. It's directed by John Carpenter, starring a uh, friend of the show Keith David, <laughs> uh, that we talk about quite a bit. Uh, Not the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, Keith David, as well as Rowdy Roddy Piper, and he ran out of bubble gum during this one. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what I'm ass. talking about, Brian? Uh, would it be They Live? It is. Nice. It is They Live. And I think that this movie has so fucking much to say about society and where we're headed and where we could be headed if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like it's disguised as a horror movie. But I think it's it's got a lot of good social commentary in it. Yeah, and, it was... Uh... Recently reviewed by uh, Decades of Horror, the the nineteen eighties uh, show, yeah, for uh, horrornews.net. Okay. Uh, right. Or horror uh, news radio. I'm sorry, and um, yeah, they basically said it was uh, seemed like it was a movie made for 2017. What's going on? Ah, okay. Nice. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that there, Brian. What's your next one? Uh, my next one uh, comes from director Sam Raimi, and that is uh, 2009's Drag Me to Hell. What? Okay. Yes. Wow, I, I hadn't even thought that. about that one. That's a good one. I yeah, love I've seen this it movie. Once. Isn't that the one with the gypsy curse? Yes, yeah, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Ganoush. I you know thought she... this, this movie has a lot of social commentary as well. Yeah, I thought this... I, uh, just just the character alone of Mrs. Ganesh, I thought her as a gypsy witch right. was, I really enjoyed this movie, and this was, this was a, this is a movie I wanted Sam Raimi to, to go back to, a horror movie, and this, if you right. rewatch it, it is very Sam Raimi, the, the camera shots, you know, the humor in it, great movie, 
Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, because I, I don't think a lot of people talk about it, so I don't want to give yeah, too much yeah, away. It's, a, it's underrated. It, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it's underrated. It is a good one. Allison uh, so, Lohman is uh, she's she's killer in that lead role, man. I really mm-hmm. like her. Yeah, also has a uh, Justin Long plays her uh, husband or fiance in it. Yeah, the kid from Jeepers Creepers. I like anything yeah. Justin Long does. Oh, the guy, the kid that got turned into a walrus in the Kevin Smith movie, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> he's played in a lot of things. <laughs> oh fuck! More, more comedy mostly. He's definitely uh, better in this one. But, yeah, um, highly underrated, especially yeah. if you if you love Sam Raimi movies, this is definitely one to check out. Right. All right. My next one is going to be The Devil's Advocate. Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. We talked about it last yeah, week, we didn't we? Yeah, we did, and that's, that maybe was why it was stuck in my mind, because I I really enjoyed it, and you never hear that one get brought up in a horror discussion. Right. Uh, Rightfully but, so, in but my I th- opinion. I think it's. A, I mean, it, I think it counts as a horror movie, and I think it was done really well. Right. It, it, I've seen it multiple times. It's. it's yeah, that, that, that's that's a great movie. You know, you got Anthony. Uh, what is his name? Uh, damn, why am I blanking Al- on his name? Al Scarface. Anthony Al Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just. They just let him go full on crazy in this movie, oh, and yeah, I yeah. love it. And then awesome. you know you got to watch it for Keanu's. Uh, Southern Florida accent no, he's yeah. got going on. I thought it was fucking Charlize horrible. Theron, horrible. Man. Oh, she was killer in this <laughs> I'm movie. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah. I, I you know it. what? She I I she did really good in that movie, she, you know, because fuck, she man. she just had so much happen to her to yeah. by the by by the time she spoiler alert, by the time she kills herself in the movie. Right. She is just out of her fucking mind. Well, and, you understand it when she kills herself. It makes yeah. sense completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Me? That's you. Yeah. 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 All right. So my uh, my next one. This is where I go off the rails as far as not being a horror movie. Uh, uh, a film. I actually don't know how you would classify this one. I don't know if you'd call it sci-fi or. Well, we what we tend would... to go off the rails. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but this is a uh, a movie directed by the Wachowskis called Cloud Atlas. Have you guys seen it? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like very. Uh, not- Nine-hour movie. Yeah. Nine-hour movie. And that's long. probably <laughs> part of why it's so fucking underrated. But I really love the way that they uh, they blend all the different timelines the they way they do. And it together. It's, it's kind of like the same characters. It, it's sort of a movie about reincarnation, but it's sort of not. It, it's very, very hard to explain. Yeah. But I love the fact that they go to the past, They or they go to a couple of different uh, parts of the yeah, past. They yeah. go to present day, and they go to the future. And it's the same actors, but playing different parts. But they're like reincarnated versions of themselves. Right. And it's got some really great talent in it, man. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Halle Berry, Jim Broadband is fucking amazing in it. Um, Hugo Weaving, the Wachowskis use him a lot. It's mm-hmm. just a really good cast. And uh, Keith David's in it. There you go. Ah. So there you have it. <laughs> so, of course like I love it. Jackson. <laughs> I, I like that one, man. I thought uh, it it was super super long, and the story's a little bit complex. So uh, <laughs> a little, yeah. Bit? <laughs> so I I kind of probably should go back and rewatch it, but I remember really liking it, but mm-hmm. not willing to like not enough to like dive in again. <laughs> That's the problem. It's so long; it's almost kind of daunting. You know, yeah. when you're, you're thinking like, okay, what am I going to watch now? I could either watch it was an undertaking. <laughs> I could either watch the next episode of Twenty Four Legacy and blow right. through that. 
or I could watch this three-hour movie, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, I think it's worth it. If you if you spend the time to to really dig into it, I think it has a lot to say, and it's got a lot of really, really great cast in it. Yeah, so, that's definitely yeah, true. Cloud Atlas, I think, very underrated. Better than it, better than it, it came out as, you know? Or, or better than it appeared, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my next one is going to be 1987's The Gate. Um, I loved this movie as a kid. This was one of my... Uh, this is kind of like a, a Goonies horror movie to me. And um, it has a young Stephen Dorff in it, who is uh, the main kid. Okay. And, um, yeah, um, just a lot of weird shit going on. You know, they're, they're over here uh, reading. You know, one of these, those movies where, you know, maybe that person shouldn't be doing that. You got a kid reading from some book. Maybe maybe uh, some stu- Maybe some stupid people. Yeah, and there was a lot of good practical effects in this movie that I really enjoyed. And like I said, this is a good introduction to horror movies uh, if you want to introduce uh, horror to your kids. Brian, I'll, I will bet you that I saw this movie in the theater six times. Wow. I really love this movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. the game and is, is awesome. I also just recently purchased Vestrin is really doing a good job of putting out these older titles on Blu-ray right. and adding a lot of extra features. So um, I recommend uh, anybody gets a chance of picking it up. It is on Blu-ray, and I showed my uh, six-year-old this movie, and she loved it. Yeah? Yeah. she. Um, You've seen it before, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they got in the backyard? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the hole that they yeah, dig in the backyard. Guys. They got, the little, they got the, the little tiny the, demons come out. That, yeah, which... That's good on the list, man. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great an pick. underrated movie. Great yeah, pick. which, uh, watching watching the special features, um, those are actually real-sized people in costumes. <laughs> no <Really>? shit. <laughs> yeah, they, awesome. they just... Yeah, they just, uh, like, I think they... Uh, Everything is just uh, filmed in a way that makes them look like it's sm- like they're small, but those uh, that kind of blew my mind. I always thought it was the other way around, like they, you know, they weren't actually. Yeah, it looked like some weird, creepy, like claymation or something. Yeah, so yeah. that was pretty cool. I thought the the design of the the main creature at the end was pretty cool. Yeah, and of course the guy the guy used to creep me out as a kid, the one that came through through the wall. Right. So, yeah, uh, 1987's The Gate, definitely Man, recommended. It's been forever since I've seen that, dude. That was a good one. Uh, I'm going to go a whole lot newer, and uh, Brian, I'm pretty sure you're di- going to disagree with me on this one. Uh, uh, I'm going to say 31. Uh, 30. From, Rob, from Rob Zombie, yeah. You know what? I didn't hate it. I, yeah. just, I just, I thought I was getting something else with it. Yeah, and... I, I had just heard a whole lot of bad things about it. Well, and, yeah, this uh, was one of Brian's bottom five. Yeah, dude. well, he said he didn't hate <laughs> it, but yeah, and I, I, it's it's not the best movie on my list by far, but uh, I think it was still really fun to watch, and uh, I think that Rob's it's not as good as House of a Thousand Corpses, but House of a Thousand Corpses is not by any means underrated. Um, right, I think that this one com- went completely under the radar. Yeah, totally and is totally worth a watch. Yeah, I, you know, I'll give it another rewatch because I thought um, I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head. He plays the the Night King in uh, Game of Thrones. <clears throat> oh, the big guy. Yeah, or uh, the Richard uh, Brake. He played oh, Doom, he Doomhead. Played Doomhead. Yeah, Doomhead. yeah, yeah. He 
probably should have been the Joker in Suicide Squad. Oh man, that wouldn't have been a bad what? idea, dude. He was yeah. awesome as Doomhead. That character was amazing. Oh, I got to see this movie. I've it's never cool. seen it. It's super cool. It's fun. To yeah, watch. I mean, it's he, it's you got to take it with a grain of salt. Man. He's go a creepy in, looking dude. That's yeah, for he's sure. totally creepy. You got to go in looking for like it's it's more fun horror. Okay, old school seventies cheesy kind of. Thing. Yeah, because what, what zombie I, does? What I what I thought I was when I seen the trailer, I thought I was getting like a Running Man style he's been movie. In some great movies. That, that's that's a horror horror movie at the same time. Yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah, and I mean. I, I mean, just for me. I mean, I only seen it once, but it it just missed the mark. I thought it was a, a great idea, but um, as far as like the, cl- I guess they're clowns or whatever they they. Right. Um, I thought all those characters were awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it was just it went so un. It's not that it was the greatest movie in the world. It just went so under the radar. That yeah. I, I think it has to be called underrated because that's totally worth the watch to me. Well, Rob it's, Zombie, it's at least definitely worth checking out to see if you like it. Rob Zombie catches a lot of shit these days. Yeah, he and does. I think it was the Halloween movies that got people. I liked the him. Halloween. Movies. I did too. I almost, I really did too, list. man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my, uh, my the next one on my list is a. Uh, I think it was a 1980s movie. It was an anthology uh, movie, which I thought was done really, really right. Which had I think four Stephen King short stories in. It was called Cat's Eye. Oh. You, guys have, you guys ever seen this one? I don't think I've ever yeah, seen it was uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore is is kind of like in the main one, and oh, uh, 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 what's his name? James Woods is in uh, one episode where he's trying to quit smoking. Okay, it's called Quitters Inc. <laughs> and uh, that that's actually probably my favorite part of it is where he goes to this company called Quitters Inc. because he really wants to quit smoking, and they basically torture his wife and cut her fingers off and shit like that. They said, now, if you smoke another cigarette, we're going to mail you one of your wife's fingers. Huh. And, and so he's like over here sneaking a cigarette in a car and he looks over and these two guys in a car next to him wearing suits are like looking at him. They're wearing sunglasses and they're like shaking their head. And he's like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen oh, next? No. The next thing they do, they mail, they mail him one of his wife's fingers. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was a really underrated little, uh, horror anthology. I had a lot of fun watching that. Um, have, you've seen it, right, Brian? Oh yeah. And, uh, I had the one story too about the guy that made the bet and he had to go out on the ledge, I think. Uh, oh yeah. Wasn't that the guy from, uh, uh, not, not the guy from Cheers. Uh, uh who, who was that, that, that was in that? He was kind of a big actor at the time. Uh, shit. uh Robert Hayes. Robert Hayes, the guy from Airplane, the pilot, right? The guy I think who so, had to yeah. The plane. Yeah. yeah, that that Cat's Eye was a really was a really good little underrated anthology movie from the eighties. Think you guys would really enjoy it. Definitely, that was a good movie. Good pick. Uh, my next one is also from the eighties, nineteen eighty eight's The Blob. I the love remake this one. It was really good. Yeah, it had the practical effects were fucking amazing. Yes, yes. And we yeah. had a young we had a young Johnny Drama, uh, Kevin Dillon. Right. Was in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what was the actress's name? Uh, Shawnee Smith, who's known for uh, being in the Saw movies. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, this really creeped me out as a kid because you just had this mass, this alien. Ma- well, I-, I believe in that movie it was uh, created by the military that landed uh, on Earth. Prob- probably. It di- so it didn't show up from outer space? I think it did, but I think 
I have to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But um, I just remember the practical effects and then just the, the whole thinking of this, this unstoppable mass, you know, you can't, can't stop it. Right. And then, you know, they had the, the one scene that really scared me as a kid was uh, when the guy got pulled down the drain. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah. and then the uh, the lady that tried to hide in the phone booth and then it just basically right. when it got in it just basically exploded through the the phone booth and just blew yeah. her apart oh okay, boy i remember very <laughs> I very uh, i used to watch that movie like every year because it came on yeah. tv all the time yeah right? all the time yeah so um definitely i'm i'm waiting i'm anticipating a blu-ray release on this one uh I know there's one if you don't if you don't have a if you have a region free uh, Blu-ray player you can get one, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely one of my favorites when I was younger. Cool. Uh, I guess that means I'm next. Uh, let's do. Already brought it up once this episode, but I'm going to bring it up again because it's underrated. Oculus. Uh, ah, yeah. Yes. You movie. don't hear a whole lot about that one, man. But it was uh, it was a pretty creepy movie. Very tense through the whole thing. They did a good job of building suspense. And uh, yeah, I really uh, like that one. Or or as the Black Saint, uh, Brian at Horror News Radio would say, "What the fuckulous?" <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the lead actress uh, is Nebula from Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy. Ah, that's oh, right. Okay, that's right. Huh, I know that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's I, I love the ending. I loved uh, everything about it, man. That was a good movie. Like I wanted to see more when it was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff was great in that movie too. Oh, I'd forgotten about her being in it actually. Yeah, I definitely go Starbuck, that out right? If you haven't yep. seen it, it's totally worth it. Cool. All right, the next one on my list is uh, it, you might kind of be surprised I I would put it on this list because it does have a cult following. But it's kind of, I think it's too small of a cult following. It's a movie called D. Snyder's Strangeland. Right. You know what? I've never seen that. I never have. Oh, it is fucking amazing. Robert England is so good in it. He plays the father of this uh, abused young lady. And it's just really weird. It's like the guy calls himself Captain Howdy and he talks to people. Like, uh, it, it's kind of, it kind of came out when social media was just getting started. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like on the crest of that wave. But uh, it's it's a really really fucking creepy creepy movie, and uh, let's see the guy who directed it, John Peeplow Paplow, he hasn't fucking done anything else. And it's one of huh. those weird deals where it's such a good movie, and you've talked about it before, Brian. I, I know you said they were thinking about doing like a remake of it or a sequel or something. Uh, D. Snarders, um, I think he's trying to do a sequel. I, I think he needs to, man. It was a really good movie. It had a great, a, a great weird feeling to it. You know, it, it's one of those movies that makes you uncomfortable watching it, and that means it's doing its job, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like it. Is that a twisted sister pin on your uniform? <laughs> <laughs> more, more metal guys making movies. <laughs> uh, Zamago. Yep. Um. This one, I'm I'm not sure if it's. I mean, it's underrated to me because I I kind of feel like it does. It should be talked about more than it is. Is um, 1990s uh, Nightbreed from uh, Clive Barker? Oh, uh, first yeah. one that we're both on both yeah, of our lists. Yeah. Okay. This. <laughs> okay. This was basically like X Men with monsters. Yes, but fucking phenomenal. Really good movie, man. Again, really great practical movie. effects. Yes. And um, it's Fantastic Clive Barker. Makeup, Clive right? Barker has a lot of fucked up shit in his movie. Mm-hmm. 
and again, you know, this has a lot of fucked up shit in this movie. And we have David Cronenberg as the fucking villain in this movie. Oh, wow. What a treat, man. And he creep, was so good. He wore Creepy the mask. mask. He wore the mask that was basically just like a... Uh, just a sack with two button eyes on it. Oh, yeah. Which okay. have you seen not, this, Philip? Yeah, it's been a long. It's really time, good, though. man. Yeah, a lot that, of these it, movies are bringing back memories, man. I hadn't seen yeah, it creepy mask, but that is not the most practical mask to wear. No, probably. Well, not. but you know what? <laughs> He's the real monster. The monsters yes. are the human ones. That's yeah, what they, I love about it, man. Yeah, because you know you get that because they're 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 just hiding in. Right. Uh, I forgot what the place was called, um, but they're uh, hiding. Midian. Midian. Yes. Yes, they're hiding because uh, they just won't be accepted by humans because, like you said, right. humans are the real monsters. They're the ones, basically, they have powers that people, humans dream about in their dreams, and they can actually do, and people just can't accept that for, you know, kind of, you know, there's there's some messages in there. No, you know, the, sa- the sad thing about this is that uh, Clive Barker wanted to make an entire series of films. Uh, with yes. this with this mythos, and unfortunately, the movie fucking bombed, which is why it's on our underrated list, of course. And you know, he wasn't really able to do any of that. But I mean, he was really onto something here. I read the original uh, story that it was based on, mm-hmm. and it was pretty close to it. You know, it. It changed, you know, a couple of things in it, obviously. But this would have been a really great series, I think, a great franchise. Yeah, and um, it, I think it's coming out. Uh, I mean, previously it was a, a, a graphic novel form, but I think they're uh, releasing a new comic book mm-hmm. for Nightbreed, or All it right, might well, be Hell. It might be Hellraiser. I might be getting it confused. Um, possibly. Somebody I know there's cor- a new a new novel uh, that that uh, involves Pinhead that I've bought, but I haven't read it yet. I think it actually came out like over a year ago. <laughs> All right, Patrick, uh, I, I need you to correct me when you hear this, <laughs> and he will. Oh yeah. That's we'll we'll get some more show material from him. Thanks, Patrick. All right, so what, we, uh, we both got one out of the way, Philip. So you're next. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, but oh, Brian, you were gonna say something else. Oh yeah, go, Brian. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say it's a it's a great fucking movie. And uh, screen, I believe Screen Factory um, was the one that put the un uncut version out. So right, check I that out. Seen that one. Cool. And I think it's on Netflix too, streaming. I might oh, very possibly nice. I'll definitely check that out. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, I'm going to go, uh, the remake of Last House on the Left. Ooh, ah. that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I like very. I like it better than the original, actually. Oh, yeah, you know, that is a fantastic pick because that and, um, Dawn of the Dead, those are, those are great examples of remakes done right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie was, uh, it, it was really tense. I mean, it's really more suspense horror, mm-hmm. but, uh. If you haven't seen it, and if you haven't seen the original, it's a classic too. But I mean, if you haven't seen this one, definitely check it out. It's I think it's on a must see list. Yeah, I would agree, man. And good, good pick, man. Very uncomfortable rape scene. Oh my god, that I actually the most uncomfortable scene in any movie I, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm I actually remember joking. seeing this. I actually remember seeing this in the theater, and there was people getting up and leaving during this scene. I don't. It goes on for like ever. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's it, like I, I I remember watching it with my wife when it came out, and it was man, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, because you're just sitting there, like you know, okay, let's 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 cut to the next scene, and it just it goes on, they and it, you, and it they, won't do it. <laughs> they make you they make you feel it 
what it's like. Wow, you know what I mean, it's it's a it's it's uncomfortable to watch completely, and, but it's, and it, it's and really it good. All the has, movies are going to make you uncomfortable and, at some point. And it has Jesse Pinkman in it, Aaron Paul. Hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, I can't remember the actor's name. He was the asshole from the Belko experiment. He played the father. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the pres yeah, the yeah, president yeah. from Scandal. What's That's his right. name? Uh, yeah, he didn't play a total asshole in this movie, though. Yeah, um, the the one, the one movie. <laughs> yeah, the only movie he hasn't been a cocksucker in, right? Yeah. Tony Goldwyn is his name. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, great pick right there. Right, well, I guess you already got your Nightbreed out of the way, right? So it's uh, uh, back to me. Back on you. Okay, I'm going with 1997's Cube. Love oh, Cube. okay. Uh, that that was a that. weird one. That yeah, was a fucking weird one. That was a mind fuck movie. I remember yeah. it coming out. I've never seen it. Yeah, because uh, you just didn't know. You know, it's people wake up in this room and you know they keep opening these hatches and they're just realizing they're in this cube that, of all these rooms that just keep rotating and you kind of have to figure out the code to move into the next one because you know you might there might be traps in the, in the next one and nobody knows why they're there. It's right. a random, random group of people, and it, it just, and then it starts to play on that. Can you trust these other people? Because people start to, you know, go a little crazy in there. And uh, interesting, uh, looking up uh, this movie, the the director, uh, uh, probably another name I'm going to butcher, Vin, Vincenzo Natali. Right. He has Close direct. Enough. He's directed a lot of good TV. Oh no shit. He's um, he's directing some episodes for the upcoming American Gods. He's ah, done. The he's done uh, the, the Luke Cage, Wayward Pines, Hannibal, Orphan Black. Wow, dude! Very, very underrated movie. That's a hell so. of a resume. Wow! So I gotta I, watch this again. I haven't seen this nice. movie in like ten years at least. Yeah. yeah, and I found out it there's a sequel to it, so you know I'm gonna probably check that out. Knowing but, you, uh, you're all over that. Yeah, but um, it's probably awful. I wouldn't. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely a good movie. I I recommend this highly to everybody. Awesome. I'll check it out, man. Uh, I guess that puts me up next. I'm going to go Mama. Ah. I, I, I think it almost belongs... It's almost on that level where it belongs in classic list. Uh, but I think it gets kind of lost in the mix of, right. uh, of, of creepy, dark horror movies that um, have come out over the past years. That's strong uh, praise, man. But this one is it, this one is really good, man. It's it's definitely worth a watch, and uh, I think it just it, people forget about it. And look what else he's directing that's coming up. Oh, this is the guy that directs it. Nice. And I think that the imagery that he did in Mama could work out great for it. You know, right? So I'm, I'm only, excited only, about it. Only problem I had with Mama is little too much CGI. Little yeah. too much computer animation. I'll give you that, you know but I mean? they did it. I think they did it okay with the creepy chick on the right? ceiling and stuff. That that always freaks me the fuck out. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. I just I thought it was just a little too computerish. I, for I me. can deal but, with that. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. But it, definitely not the greatest movie in the world. But it's mm -hmm. totally worth a watch. And if you've never seen it, I think you should. It's it, it's to me on a must watch list. All right. Well, uh, am I next? Yep. Yes. So the next movie that I've got for underrated that are my favorites is actually uh, Child's Play 3. Have you guys seen this one? 
Uh huh. Uh, this is with the military school, right? Oh, this yeah. This one. is the one where young Andy goes off to military yeah, school. Yeah, that was my favorite child's play. You know what? I fucking loved it because the ending when it was so surreal. They found that carnival. Remember, he was running away from Chucky, and he found that carnival, mm-hmm. and he got on that roller coaster, mm-hmm. and nothing about it made sense. It was not a real roller coaster because it was like all of a sudden they were inside this cave and like the. You know, the way the, the tracks oh, were going yeah. and everything were just so the, weird. The most unsafe roller coaster ever. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> it's like you could fall right off of it. And then, I mean, you got to love a movie where Chucky replaces paintballs with real bullets. That was yes. cool. That was, that was a slick <laughs> So, yeah, move, Child's man. Play 3 for me is on is on the underrated list for and sure. It's a lot of fun. Under the bed, hitting the Achilles heel thing. Yeah. Man. Oh, <laughs> that man. fucking Chucky, that man. Scene <laughs> that little bastard. That little bastard. Okay, uh, back on me. Uh, this one, I don't know if a lot of people have heard of this one. It's um, from 2008, Splinter. Uh, it's a, what is Splinter? It Okay, um, basically it starts out with this couple. They pick up this guy who's hitchhiking. The guy turns out to be a, uh escaped uh, convict. And um, he's making him uh, drive, take him somewhere. They stop at this mm-hmm. um, convenience store to get gas or whatever and i don't uh, it's been a while since i've seen it um i don't know how exactly but there's a parasite it kind of looks like it has splinters when it attaches itself what to something it grows i don't think i've seen this movie i haven't yeah when it grows you know you can like if, basically if you like you can if it gets on your hand and it starts to spread you cut your hand off basically your hand will get up and okay, start like moving around on its own bit. yeah wow. and um Really cool uh, practical effects, and um, mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to get into the story because I, I don't think a lot of people seen it. So I think if people check it out; they might be uh, pleasantly surprised. So uh, Splinter, I, I certainly haven't. I'll definitely watch. Oh, it. I'll check that out, man. Uh, it's me. I'm gonna go. Um, we're getting into our Netflix movies now. Um, if this one's still up there. Check out the the taking of Deborah Logan. Oh, oh yeah, yes. you're always talking Man, about this, dude. That is one of my favorite movies on Netflix, dude. That right? Movie, it, it's uh like a it's it's like a found footage movie. This chick goes uh, a little bit like that last M Night Shyamalan one, right? Uh, uh, Split. Uh, no, 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 the other one. Where he goes to his grandma's house. Oh, the visit. Yeah, it's a little okay. bit like the visit. Okay. So this chick goes to like her grandmother's house, who she hasn't seen in forever. Right. And she's got Alzheimer's, and so it starts out as like a documentary on Alzheimer's. And uh, yes, you, you eventually learn that she's she doesn't have Alzheimer's; she's possessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and there's all these creepy things about the possession. Uh, at the end, it goes a little off the rails with uh, with some CGI and stuff, but uh, it's it's still super creepy, and I can't blame them for anything that they did. Look look what he's going to be directing. Insidious Chapter 4? Wow. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so, yeah, the director is uh, Adam uh, Robitel. Yeah. So he's he's already picked for Insidious Chapter nice. 4. Well, dude, I, I think so somebody this one, recognized him. This one is a big, big, big underrated gem, man. It's it's it might be one of my favorite horror movies, period. But I love the possession stuff. I think right? that stuff is really super scary, and this is this is up there on that list to me. That's that's strong words for a Netflix movie, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially for one that I just happened to come across, man. I'd never heard anything about it, and mm-hmm. I watched it, and it was amazing. 
All right. Well, my uh, my next underrated movie is a film directed by William Friedkin. Yes, that William Friedkin, the same guy that did The Exorcist. It's called Bug. Have you guys seen this one? Mm, that sounds familiar. It's uh, basically a two-person stage play. Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon. Oh, I have. Yeah, I remember this. Oh, That's a yes. Good what a great like fucking it. movie. Michael yeah. Shannon is just so genius. Yeah, it was man. very tense. You never know what's real and what's not. <laughs> yeah. With a tinfoil, they put the tinfoil up right. everywhere. and they're, Are they just fucking crazy or is there really shit happening? I, you know what? I was thinking, are they like taking drugs or are they smoking crack or yeah. something like that to make their minds you know, stretch this far out that they think there's bugs inside of him and stuff. Harry like, Connick Jr.'s in this one. Yeah, but he's not in it very long, No, right? he's like a, a uh, minor character. Yeah, it's like basically, it's it's kind of like a two-person movie, but, uh, if yeah, if you if you guys want to see a really well-directed, well-acted movie, uh, Bug, Bug will fucking get under your yeah, skin, dude, literally. Yeah, great on the list, man. That was, yeah. that was definitely worth watching. All right, what about you, Brian? What's your next one? Uh, my next one, I believe it's an Australian film, and it comes from the director of a movie I seen earlier, uh, The Devil's Candy. Mm-hmm. It is 2009's The Loved Ones. Oh, that's a good movie. Which one? Very they kidnapped the guy, right? Yeah, the 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 oh. chick she, asked she th- the dude she to. He's going on a, a date or something like that. Yeah, she. I think she thought they were going to the prom, or she <laughs> asked him to the prom, and he said basically her her father kidnaps the guy. Yes. And brings them to the house, and they basically have their own little, yeah, the, their own little fucked up prom at home, and they start torturing the guy, <laughs> and so it's twisted, very man. underrated. It's a great uh, movie. You haven't seen it? Seen it? You no, got, is it on Netflix? Weird. I think it is, right? It might be. Uh, the actress, uh, Robin McLeavy, McLeavy she plays uh, the main girl, uh, Lola Princess. Mm-hmm. Very, very fucked up character. Yeah, you'll you'll love it, dude. Oh, yeah, you I'll will enjoy check it. That out. That looks. And like it's it. only like an hour and twenty minutes or so, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a very fast movie. watch too. Yeah, you'll like it, man. Yeah. So uh, the loved ones, two thousand nine. That's a good one. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, continuing on with the Netflix stuff. John dies at the end. Oh, oh great I like movie. The book a lot better than yeah. the movie, though. I've never read the book. It's kind of a horror comedy thing. It's right. very, very quirky, cool. Uh, which sits right in my wheelhouse, man. I, I think it was a great movie, and uh, I, I really enjoyed every minute of it. I, I was really pumped when it was over, and I wanted to watch it again. And I've seen it two or three times. You like ability, man? You like the meat monster? Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought the whole thing. What was, was the right. stuff? Oh, man. What was the stuff called? Soy sauce or yes, whatever. Yes. Yeah, that was that was the drug that they took to get them into that other alternate reality, man. Yeah, I I kind of I kind of wish maybe the ending had been differently. Like maybe they had set it off and waited for another movie or. Well, something. you should read the book then. But yeah, I I, I probably should read the book. It sounds like something I'd really enjoy. I didn't even know it was a book. Mm-hmm. All right, well, so we already covered Nightbreed. That was the next one on my list. So I'll, I'll talk about a movie uh, called Jacob's Ladder. Have you guys seen that one? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that that is a fucked up movie, man. Yeah, that's, um, that's on a must-watch list, definitely. Y- and I'm you know what? I've, ne- I've never felt so fucking paranoid in my life is that scene where, they, where the doctor tied him down mm-hmm. and uh, put those clamps on him and everything. Do you remember this, Brian? Yes. <laughs> it's a fucked up movie. What's so awesome about it is that it's it's kind of like a weird um, a thought that I've had before 
where I've kind of thought that I was actually dead, but I just didn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, you realize that's what it is. Were there he a died lot of during drugs Vietnam. Involved in that thought, do what? <laughs> so were there a lot of drugs involved in that thought? <laughs> possibly, possibly. But at the end, you realize that uh, it ain't just PTSD. He yeah. literally died as a soldier in Vietnam, and and this is kind of like the afterlife. Oh, okay. Jacob's Ladder is a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah, Tim. Man, I, I yeah, it's it been was a while. Older than that for some reason. I thought yeah, it was Tim. Older than that. Tim Robbins was great in that movie. Oh yeah, very good. Oh, I got to check that out. What's your next one, Brian? Okay, I believe this is my final one for the list. Um, 1986's uh, Tom Atkins starring Night of the Creeps. Ah, this was uh, this was always a fun another, movie another to me. Shout out to Atkins. Yes, Atkins is the man. Uh, very fun movie uh, from the director uh, Fred Decker, who did House. Uh, yes. both uh, yes. both House movies, Tales from the Crypt, Monster Squad. It's just a fun movie about alien parasites, you know, taking over people, turning them into zombies. And um, didn't really realize into a recent viewing that um, I guess uh, I think it was the director or the writer, whoever. um, All the last names of the characters in there are from like horror icons. No shit. Yeah, I'm going to read off the the character names and you can probably guess who they are. Uh, Chris Romero. Uh, James Carpenter Hooper. Cynthia uh, Cynthia Cronenberg, uh, Detective Cameron and Detective Landis, and uh, well, Sergeant uh, Ramey. That's pretty much right on the nose, huh? Yeah, and then the the university is Corman University after uh, Roger uh, Corman. Wah, wah. <laughs> but uh, I remember it had a very Tales from the Crypt vibe to it, man. You've was, seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, but yeah, that was, yeah, I, that was a cool one. I thought it was, I thought it was right. fun. You know, you know, basically they're held up in a, a I believe it's a frat house, and they're just like fighting off these uh, yeah. zombies. Interesting. Yeah, so that is my final pick. I thought I'd leave it one. I always thought it was a, a fun movie that doesn't get talked about. Yeah. All right, not a bad one. Uh, my final pick is going to be uh, Anton Yelchin, Odd Thomas, another nice uh, pick. Oh yeah, that is yeah. a good one. Definitely another Netflix one. It's it's also flew under all of, the radars. Didn't yeah, it? definitely. It's it's also kind of more of a horror comedy adventure kind of thing. So, right. Uh, it's not, I mean, you can't take it super seriously, but man, it was a really fun movie to yeah, watch. Yeah, I, I loved it. it was really good. I loved it. Oh, and his girlfriend was so fucking yeah, hot. Yeah, and I just... I, you so know, good that, looking. The, the way that they did it, I just wanted it to keep going. I wanted right? it to keep watching it, and I think that that was the original intention. I think that there were supposed to be more movies yeah. like this. Well, there are in it, the in the in the universe right. of the books he's written. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. So I don't know if it just if it bombed or it's because he died that he, they're, they're not doing anymore. But uh, 2013, Odd Thomas, man, this is a mm-hmm. this is definitely a must watch. Go check it out. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I think it's the second. I think they probably would have you know found a way to make more of yeah, them. Yeah, I think that they may have too. Uh, because I, I know it didn't do like well i don't even remember right. coming out in the theaters the only time i saw it is when it was on netflix mm-hmm. uh but man that that totally could have been a big one in the theaters i think all right well my final one is that's gonna be one of those wtf moments probably where you guys are like what that has a huge cult following that's not an underrated movie but i want i want to present this for your consideration okay yes it has a huge cult following but it, I think it should have a bigger cult following, and that's uh, uh, 2000's American Psycho. Okay. So mm. I want you to listen to this cast, okay? Obviously Christian Bale. Right. Everybody knows he's the psycho. 
But you got Josh Lucas, Justin Thoreau, Chloe Sevigny, Reese Witherspoon, Jared Leto, William Defoe. I had forgotten all these people were in this movie. This movie is fucking phenomenal. But the reason that I would call it underrated is the director. The director is Mary Heron. What the fuck else has she ever done? She's done a couple of older movies like Betty Page, uh-huh. which is kind of like a kind of autobiographical movie about the, you know, the model, Betty Page. And I think she's done a newer movie. What was it called? She's done a couple of um, of TV shows and stuff like that. But there was like a, I think there was a movie she did about vampires uh, in a girl's boarding school. And that's it. I think I think that she should have done, with as good as this movie was, she should have done a lot more than this, you know? Yeah. I I can't fault you for it. I mean, I, I think it's definitely... Uh, this belongs on the classic list. If you've never seen this movie, you have to watch it, or we can't be friends. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> an awesome Christian movie. Christian Bale was just so fucking yeah, good, right? so good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I don't know how underrated it is, but it, yeah, you're right. I can see that. It definitely needs to be higher rated, I had more to put- rated... Had to put one on my list that was kind of like not really underrated. Yeah, but in yeah, my yeah. Opinion, well, underrated, sometimes you know? that happens. What are you gonna do? And uh, let let's all face facts. Christian Bale is a fucking genius. You know, mm-hmm. you think about everything that he's been in. Yeah, like you guys have, have you guys seen The Machinist? Yeah, yeah, that's hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. He lost what 120 pounds yeah, just to yeah, do yeah. that that and part. That, that boxing movie. He played that crackhead brother yes yeah and then right after the machinist was uh the the first batman movie right where yeah he which was he was fucking, fucking huge in that exactly. movie exactly he fucking gained over 100 pounds in yeah. like six months time <laughs> i mean you talk about a guy who is willing to suffer for his art yeah he's probably dickhead you know? in real life but uh, like as far as movies go he's he's pretty awesome yeah well i mean well, I there, guess there there was that clip from uh terminator oh, salvation oh, good for you Okay. <laughs> is that what he said? Good for you. Yeah, that's, that's that's my favorite clip, man. That's a great drop. We should have it. We should have it on here. So every time anybody says something they mm-hmm. think is good, we can just click it and be like, "Oh, good for you." <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we've all uh, we've all gone through our list, then, right, guys? Yeah. I think that's it. Cool. All right. So uh, as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And, you know, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Podbean, yada, yada, yada. All that stuff Brian has us hooked up on, right? Pot of Twitter, book, Instagram. Absolutely. And uh, we're always looking for iTunes reviews. I haven't seen any in the last, what, four or five weeks? What? Yeah. This is preposterous. So what's the deal, Philip? What what happens if somebody writes us an iTunes review and then emails us their address? What's going to happen? Uh, sounds like they're going to win something super cool. Maybe a Horror Returns t-shirt! <laughs> what do you think, Brian? You Is that a, a good idea? You get a t-shirt! That's a great idea. <laughs> All right, so we're just looking for those those to come in. I know we sent a couple of t-shirts out last week, and we're waiting to send more out, and we're just... They're burning a hole in our pocket. We Uh-oh. can't wait to get these t-shirts out the door, right? Shit, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> you better take them, or I'm going to wear them all. So next week... Oh, I'm looking forward to this one, man. The Fate 
of the Furious. That's Furious. I can't fucking wait. I'm. I love these movies. They're always stupid, stupid fun. I bet it's gonna be fast. Oh hell yeah! I bet it's gonna be Furious. And what else? What else are we watching with it, Brian? Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. I am. I'm actually more excited for that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to seeing that one again. Yeah, huh? that's a good one. And if I'm not mistaken, that was part of. Right. Double, double yeah. Feature. All right. And, Probably and, watch both of them then. Yeah. Will I say that was one of my best movie experiences ever? Nice. Is watching the double feature Grindhouse in, in the theaters. No Super shit. fun. Super fun. They had all the fake trailers and the fake commercials. Yeah. Oh, lots of Danny Trejo. Yeah, I'm betting, the whole right? thing was. Fun, yeah. And man. then and then I had a, a theater packed of Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino fans. So it was nice. it was a fun experience. Awesome. Well, that's what you're there for. All right, well, in that case, Brian, until the horror returns again, good night.